America and affiliated locals. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. And we are underway the kickoff by Sebastian Lopez, as is usually the case, kicks out of the end zone. So the Homestead Spartans will come out with their offense first, led by Peyton Slavin. We check to make sure that Slavin is in the backfield for the Homestead Spartans. There was some question about his health earlier in the week, but it's Coach Chad Zolman told me before the game that he did practice the last couple of days. He's good to go. Joined in the backfield by Cam Johnson. They'll line up with Grant Luther, Mason Oxier, and Brett Fox as the receivers. They'll start the ball on the left hash at their own 20-yard line, first and 10 homestead. Gardens right to left here in the first quarter as the sun just about to settle behind the west side seats, and that will be a blessing for us in the next five minutes or so. Fischel puts the ball in play. And it's a shotgun for Slavin, Dan in motion, Fox. And they're going to give it to Fox on a sweep to the right. He tries to pick his block and follow him up the numbers over on the far sideline. There comes a flag, and we might have a hold on the first play of the game as there's a penalty marker sitting right about the line of scrimmage. And it is a hold that's called against the Homestead Spartans out on that edge. And that's going to put Homestead into a tough down and distance situation because now they get marched back 10 yards from the spot, which was back at the 18-yard line. They're going to go back to the 9 when they go half the distance here. And it's going to be first down and 21 to go. Yeah, Grant Leeper got called there for a hold on the edge. And they came out, Homestead came out with an unbalanced set into the the boundary but ran uh, speed sweep back to the field. So a little bit uh, surprising by that call, especially with the speed of, of Carroll. So first down, 21 to go. And it is a quarterback keeper. Slavin leaves his way up the middle of the field, getting across the 15 out to about the 18-yard line. Trying to get it back in chunks at a time. They'll set up a second down and about 12 to go from their own 18. Spartans the ball first here in rivalry week in the SAC. Spartans Carroll here. You've got Dwinger versus Rewers, Northside, Southside, Northbrook versus Snyder, and Concordia versus Wayne. Any questions about Slavin's health was erased right there by them taking off with the quarterback draw. Shotgun snap just inside the right hash man in motion. Johnson out of the backfield. He'll set up for a screen, but they'll fake that. Throw over the middle. And good catch by Fox. Now he's free. It's a sprint. 50, 40. Big chase from behind and tripped up by Brady Steely. The only man who had a chance at him. And Steely laid out and just clipped the ankles of Brett Fox inside the 30 down near the 25-yard line. It's a big play. Of about 56, 57 yards make it on that pass on the slant. Beautiful throw, but even a nicer catch in stride by Fox. Yeah, he got uh, he had a, a small post in front of that safety, but what a play by uh, Steely to running down from behind. But there's a go. There's the big play that Homestead relied on all year. They get it tonight against the top defense. Ball on the left hash. Play a little late getting in. Play clock down to zero, and they're going to get a flag, and it's going to be a delay, or is there a timeout? Let's see what they have. 
And it is a timeout. Homestead jumped in just before the play clock got to zero, but they have to burn a timeout, not getting the play in on time. So 10-29, opening quarter, a scoreless game, but Homestead in business at the Carroll 25-yard line. This is high school football on 1380 to finish on 100.9 the PSM Performance Edge program is here to help athletes reach the next level. It's a high-intensity, personalized training program built for athletes who want to be the best. Whether you're making the jump to high school athletics or have dreams of playing your sport in college and the pros, the Edge is the athletic development program to get you there. Over 150 athletes have decided to put in the work to reach the next level with the EDGE program. Call us at 260-266-4007 to schedule your free one-on-one -on -one consultation. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Homestead back in business, first and 10 at the Carroll 25 from the left hash. Receiver in motion from the right side of the formation. And they're going to hand it up the middle. Big running room for Johnson. He'll have a nice hole up the middle inside the 20, all the way down to the 16-yard line. That's a nine-yard gain, and they just split wide open that Carroll defense. Yeah, they got uh, Carroll's defensive line standing up. And then, like you said, Johnson just kind of sliced his way through. Another big pickup for Homestead. They will sit it at the 17, so eight yards on that first down carry by Cam Johnson. He goes over 300 yards rushing on the season on that play. Shotgun snap, slave and read option. Hand to Johnson. Another nice hole up the middle. Johnson leaves his way inside the 10. And he hit, gets hit and falls forward down to about the 8 or 7 yard line. They're going to give him a 7. It is first and goal for the Spartans with an impressive opening drive. Just basic inside zone. They're kind of their go-to play up inside. Cam Johnson again making a nice cut there. Gets a nice little jump cut. Really gave him the chance to get the yardage he got. From the 7, the ball on the left hash. Single receiver, Oxiard out wide to the right. Wing to the... Right side of the formation, and they'll fake it to Johnson, keeper for Slavin. He's wrapped up at the line of scrimmage. You cannot fool. Um, you cannot fool Aduma on that one because he uh, he stayed at home and uh, did a nice job covering up on Peyton Slavin. No gain at all for Slavin. And with Oduma and Anderson and Bennett, that is quite a trio of linebackers for the Carroll Chargers. He's said it all year, and the one thing that Oduma has is he's got a pretty big wingspan, and he used all of it there to corral Slavin. Johnson lines up to the right shoulder of Slavin from the seven. Second and goal. Drop back Slavin looking to throw. Looks, looks, weaves through the pocket, and then fires low at the goal line, and it's incomplete at the feet of Brett Fox, his intended target. That will stop the clock with 8.43 to play here in the opening quarter. We're scoreless, and it is third down and goal from the seven for the Spartans. You know, he had one-on-one on, one on the backside there with, I believe, Oxier would have been the way to go. He may come back to that. That is a one-on-one down in here in the pound. Got Swagger lined up wide to the left. Fox in the slot. Oxier all by himself to the right. Draw back to pass. Slavin looks. Looks again. Has to avoid some pressure. Throws far corner of the end zone. Had a man. But he missed it. 
trying to get it to Grant Leeper, who slipped into that back corner of the end zone on the far side, but the throw a little wide of Leeper, incomplete, brings up fourth down and goal from the seven. And at this point, the Spartans not showing any intention of trying to kick a field goal. Yeah, they may feel like, you know, down here, three is just not going to be enough. They're going to have to go for it. But I think now they're trotting out their field goal team. There was a penalty against the Spartans. And so it was declined by Carroll. So now it will set up the field goal try. That's why there was a delay in getting the kicker out there. It is... Nico Stavretis, who will try to kick the field goal from 24 yards on the left hash. The snap, the set by McLaughlin. The kick is up, and the kick is good. Homestead strikes first with 8.34 remaining in the opening quarter. Spartans take the opening kickoff and put three on the board. Carroll to get the football for the first time when we return. It's the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. You're looking for insurance? Here's a name to know. Mark Odin. Hold on, hold on. It's pronounced Edding. But it's spelled O-E-T-T-I-N-G. Yes, and O-E-T-T-I-N-G. It's pronounced Edding. Take two. Mark Edding of Edding Insurance Agency has not only served the community as an independent insurance agent, but he's also been coaching youth sports since his playing days over 40 years ago. For auto, home, business, trust the insurance coach, Mark Odin. That's Edding. Sorry. Online at O-E-T-T-I-N-G-I-N-S.com. Edding Insurance is a proud independent agent for the Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Homestead strikes first. They lead it 3 to nothing over the Carroll Chargers here at Homestead High School. Brett Rump with Shannon Griffith. And now the Spartans will kick it away. And Carroll will get a first chance with the football. Very impressive drive that time by Homestead. Of course, the big play, the 57-yard pass on a slant, hitting Fox in a seam between safeties. And boy, did he almost win the sprint, but Steely caught up with him at the 25, and then Homestead finishes it off with a field goal. Yeah, big thing that Homestead did there. They got points on their first drive of the game, so that gives the team a little bit of confidence now offensively. The freshman, Henry Knipshire, who will kick off, and it's a low line drive kick taken by Steely at the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, right straight up the near side numbers across the 35 and falls out to the 37-yard line. Nice return, about 27 yards for Braden Steely. We'll give the Chargers excellent field position to start this drive with quarterback Jimmy Sullivan. Transfer from Homestead, playing against a lot of his old teammates, classmates. See what kind of adrenaline he shows on this opening drive. You've got trip receivers, wide side to the left, single receiver to the right. And a lone back in the backfield. And they will give it. It starts following the left side of his line. And it cuts it back. 45, 50. And finally dragged down at the Homestead 45-yard line by the Spartans' Aiden Shepard, a junior linebacker. 
But a good cutback against the grain once he got to the second. First and 10 in Homestead territory at the Spartans 45. From the right hash, three receivers to the left, and they'll give it to Stark in a sweep going to the left. Now he cuts it up at the hash marks and works his way inside the 40 for the Homestead 38 after picking up seven on that first down carry. Starks 5'7", 160. He's brought something really to Carroll that they have been missing in the past few years. They had Becker at quarterback, but they really didn't have that standout running back. Now they empty the backfield. They'll put Starks in the slot to the left with trip receivers to the right. Sullivan to throw. Quick out pass intended for Hirschberger, and it's incomplete. Well defended by Homestead as they tried to release Starks to clear that side and then let Hirschberger just have a little out pattern. But Isaiah completed. I think that was uh, Isaiah Owen on the corner up the top there making that play. No, it is third down, about three and a half four to go. And that movement up at the line of scrimmage, and it's the Spartans who jumped into the neutral zone, and they will hand Carroll a first down. Well, Dr. Coach Chad Zolman before the game about the emotion. He said he thinks through the first quarter, emotion can probably carry you a long way, but you need more than that to get through four quarters of football. But that's the kind of a play right there on a big third down where I think the emotion kind of led to the mistake. No question. First down for the Chargers. Handoff up the middle. Starks wrapped up at the line of scrimmage, and they won't let go. Nice job up front by Gavin Weibel. 5'11", 205-pound linebacker, filling the gap and taking down Starks for what is about a one-yard loss back at the 35. Yeah, that was a good play by Gavin there. He stepped up in the hole, read it perfectly, and made a nice tackle. Three down linemen for the Spartans. And they will fake play action. Sullivan to throw, does, and it's completed. Up near the 25-yard line to Cooper Rudolph. He's about a yard shy of the first down, but a good throw under pressure by Sullivan, and he's holding his right hand. Now he'll trot over here to the near sideline, and they're going to go to their Wildcat formation, and that will give Sullivan a chance to get checked over here by trainers. I think he, when he followed through on that throw, I think he hit the helmet of the oncoming rusher from Homestead. Steely. On a third down and one from the 35, Steely, the keeper, follows the left side of the line, has a first down inside the 20. And then they'll say forward progress stalled right at the 20-yard line. Five-yard gain on the play for Braden Steely. On the year, Steely, primarily a short-yarded specialist. That's his 13th carry, now 152 yards on the year. He's also scored four times in goal line situations. He's so dangerous back there as that guy because of the speed he has. Homestead leading a three to nothing. Carroll with their first possession. They've got it in the red zone. Handoff Starks. Starks wrapped up in the backfield. Did fall forward to about the 19, but it's a very short gain of about one yard on first down. And again, there was some penetration by the Spartans up front to get hands on Starks and slow him down before he ever got going. 
Yeah, they're doing a lot with their, their three-man front and their stacked backers, bringing a, a backer about every play from different angles, trying to keep Carroll's offensive line guessing as well as Starks in the backfield. 5.35, clock continues to run first quarter. 3 nothing Spartans, Carroll, second down, 9 to go. Play action, throw over the middle, knocked away. That's excellent coverage by Wyatt Little. It was man-to-man on the crossing receiver. Looked like he tried to get it to Cooper Rudolph, and Little knocked it away. So it's going to be a third down and long for Carroll. Big play. Yeah, huge play. And, you know, Homestead taking a page out of Northside's defensive playbook where they play quite a bit of man. Could be a four-down situation, too, for Carroll if they can make it a manageable fourth-down situation. Third and nine from the 19. Drop back Sullivan. Throws far sideline at the eight-yard line. Going up high and making the catch. Camden Hersberger. And that's going to be a first down and goal for the Carroll Chargers. And that's just letting your 6-3 wideout go up top, make the catch just inside the sideline over on the far side. And the gain of 11 is enough for the first down. The block that Nick Starks threw on the blitzing linebacker that gave him the time to throw it, unbelievable. First and goal. Ball is placed at the eight. They'll run the option to the right with Steely. And Steely cuts it up at the hash marks and goes inside the five to the four. About four yards by Braden Steely. He heads over to the sideline. Let's see, it's Sullivan that's going to come in, and he'll take over a quarterback and under center from the four-yard line. Quick hitch, the sweep to the right, and uh, it may have happened too quickly. The false start against Carroll. Somebody, I think a whiteout might not have gotten completely set, and Sullivan may not have seen it out there on the far sideline. It looks like Hirschberger never got set in time. And so it's a five-yard penalty on the Chargers. It'll bring it back to around the nine-yard line, where it is second down and goal. You know, that they've tried to go pretty quick offensively on this opening drive there, and that time I think they outsmarted themselves. Sullivan, the quarterback, looks at the wristband. They'll send three receivers, Hill, Rudolph, and Hirschberger to the left. Pass through the lone receiver to the right, and a rollout to the left. Looking to throw Sullivan, pump fake. He's going to tuck it and keep it. Got a nice block inside the five. Shepard Aiden dipped inside and didn't keep contain and let him outside and Sullivan's capable running the football as we've seen all year. Rudolph will hold for Sebastian Lopez. Lopez, right-footed kicker. And we've got flags before we have the play. Looks like 11 players for Carroll. I don't know what happened that before you even had a snap. Flags flying everywhere. The signal goes to the other sideline, so we never saw it, but they're not moving the ball. There's nothing being done here, so 
Lopez with a good snap to set, and then the kick is good. Carol answers the Homestead field goal with a touchdown. 4.06 elapsed off the clock on that drive. And the Chargers go 66 yards. Finalized by a nine-yard touchdown run by quarterback Jimmy Sullivan. We'll come back. It's the high school football game of the week with Carroll leading at 7-3 over the Homestead Spartans on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Marcus Freeman and the 2022 Notre Dame football team are locked and loaded for a season sure to have all the excitement of a shootout at high noon. To stay on top of it all, join me, Phil Houck, and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. Saturday mornings at 10 sharp for the 26th season of Fighting Irish Preview. Saturday mornings at 10, it's Fighting Irish Preview on 1380 The Fan. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it. Unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section. When Dad injured his back. When your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the pain. And you held on to them, just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful pain-reducing prescription medicines. But most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Thank you to a listener who identified a technical issue we were having, so audio should be much improved here as we have a 7-3 seven to, seven to three Carroll Chargers lead over the Homestead Spartans with 4.06 on the clock in the opening quarter. Carroll just kicked off after scoring the touchdown, a 9-yard touchdown run by quarterback Jimmy Sullivan, and now Homestead tries to answer. Both teams have had one possession, both have gotten a score out of it for the Spartans a 24-yard field goal and now drop back Slayman going deep over the top fly route caught it's Fox he's down the sideline 20 15 10 5 touchdown and it's Oxier who made the catch not Fox they just sent Oxier flying Correction, it is Fox. It is Brett Fox who just took the fly. Up correction, it was Oxier. We'll get it right. Oxier just a fly route down the far sideline and a beautiful ball just laid out by Slayman over the top of the defense. Safeties took a bad angle and it was off to the races. 80 yards on the first play from scrimmage for the Homestead Spartans, and they have reclaimed the lead. And now it is 
the extra point attempt for Stavridis, and it is up, and it is good. Count the extra point, and just like that, we've got a shootout on our hands. Homestead familiar with that. They had a 50-49 to 49 game a week ago against the Northside Legends. And here we go again. It's a tennis match in the first quarter. Back and forth we go. 10-7. to 7. Homestead leads it over the Carroll Chargers. 3.56 remaining in the opening quarter on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians, and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 21 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to IndianaPT.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 3.56 remaining, opening quarter, and the Spartans back on top. And they've just ignited this crowd with an 80-yard touchdown pass from Peyton Slavin to Mason Oxier. And now the kickoff coming for the Homestead Spartans. Well, left to right. Here's the kick, and it's a short kick. It's going to be taken far side at the numbers at the 10, 20, 25. Still on the sideline across the 35, finally knocked out of bounds. Out close to the 38-yard line. And again, the short kickoffs by Homestead, which is not a problem you have with the Carroll Chargers because Lopez <laughs> drills it to the end zone every time. You get an extra spot with him. With these kickoffs just to the 10-yard line, they've given Carroll good field position twice. This time they start first and 10 at their own 38-yard line. They started their initial drive at their own 34. Hey, two straight weeks in a row we've seen quarterbacks do what we've always talked about, giving air underneath the ball to get the receivers in stride because it's a huge difference between an 80-yard touchdown or a long pass. Yeah, it was almost like Slavin looked to a spot oh, yeah. and threw it there and just let Oxier run to that spot, and he caught him perfectly in stride. From the left hash, first and 10 from their own 30, close to the 39, and it'll be a handoff and a sweep to the right. Now puts on the brake. Starks cuts it up off his right tackle, and the hole is closed. A short gain of a yard to the 40. I don't know what Starks saw on that cutback. But not much there. He ran right into the teeth of the defense. Second down. And making the tackle for the Spartans up in the front was, uh, looked like uh, Jackson Chrisman. Yeah, and a host of the linebackers. Drop back Sullivan. Looks, pump fake. Now he's going to scramble to the left and dump it off our sideline. Caught out near the 48 immediately. He got it to Hershberger. And it's about a yard shy of the first down stick. It's going to bring up a third down, one to go, and here comes the power team. You've got Steely, who will get the direct snap. He's joined in the backfield by Dylan Bennett. And then Sullivan returns to the huddle. So they may run the, uh, the full house backfield. <laughs> the old-fashioned tee. Well, this time it's the inter- inverted wishbone. Shotgun on a third and one from their own 48. Handoff, Steely. Big hole right side. He's across the 50 and only one man who had a chance to make the tackle before Steely was gone. And he made it. Tripped him up. 
at the ankles, and that was Wyatt Little who saved the touchdown. The safety came up and sealed the hole and got just enough of Steely to keep that from being a 52-yard play. Instead, it's a five-yard gain and a first down for the Carroll Chargers. I'd go with two backs with Starks and Steely in my backfield. Chargers (laughs) at the Homestead 47-yard line. They send trips to the left, one receiver to the right. That's Hafner. Single back is Starks. Drop back in the pocket. Sullivan, he's going to go deep right sideline for Hafner. And the ball underthrown and that's going to be an interference penalty called against Homestead. As you will often see in man-to-man coverage with the ball slightly underthrown, Kozad, who was running along with Hafner, didn't see the football. Hafner tried to react to it and basically the collision between Kozad and Hafner when Hafner started to put on the brakes resulted in a flag and it's a pass interference call against the homestead spartans that's going to be a first down as they will march it off from the 47 and take it all the way down to the 37. well it was really a bad throw in all respects because he underthrew hafner yeah if he got it out there like like slavin did that's a touchdown because he had beat him off the ball yeah Almost like they shared the playbook. <laughs> Looked very similar yeah, to same, what the start formation. Did. Play action, and on the slant, they tried to go to Hafner, and a good job that time by uh, Gavin Kozad, but they're not going to let him get away with it. And I think what happened was he used the right arm to wrap the receiver as he knocked it away with the left arm on that little crossing route, and another back-to-back pass interference call. Going against the Homestead Spartans, another 10-yard penalty and another first down for Carroll. I, as an offensive coach, being a homer for offenses, I think that was a bad call. I know that he had his arm there, but most of the time now, they're letting him go unless they see him rip that arm and really adjust the wide receiver's uh, chances there. And I just don't think it was there. Shotgun for Jimmy Sullivan with three receivers to the left. And again, they'll go to the deep fade in the end zone for Hafner. Got him. Touchdown. From 17 yards out, the completion to Hanson Hafner, his fifth touchdown catch of the year. And the Carroll Chargers have reclaimed the lead. Well, 13 to 10 and the extra point coming up. Hope I brought enough paper. (laughs) Well, Shannon, I think they said they keep going man-to-man coverage. We're going to pick on him. They thought they had him beep, a pass interference. Then they tried the slant over the middle, a pass interference. This time the throw out in front, and it was a touchdown. Extra point by Lopez is up and good. We've got a 14-10 Carroll lead over the Homestead Spartans with a minute 55 still to go here in the opening quarter at Homestead. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. As a business owner, you have three goals in mind when purchasing insurance. Industry expertise, prompt service, and comprehensive coverage at a reasonable price. Central Insurance can help you meet these goals and more. From their expert claim staff and superior loss control services to a wide array of coverage offerings and competitive pricing, you can rest assured Central will go to work for you. In the Fort Wayne area, Hoopy Insurance Services is your local Central Insurance agent. Contact them at 486-7488 or find them on the web at hoopy-insurance.com. 
Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. With the coach, Anna Griffith, I am Brett Rump at Homestead's Dave Walter Stadium. It is a back-and-forth contest here in the first quarter with the Carroll Chargers now leading it over Homestead 14-10. Carroll comes in unbeaten on the year. They're 6-0, and they are ranked number 6 in the Class 6A State AP Poll. Homestead trying to avoid their fourth straight loss. They won their first three, lost their last three. And here's Lopez. See if he puts this one to the end zone. The kick, and there it goes. It's in the end zone. It'll be another touchback. That's a big difference in the game, Shannon. I mean, what a kicker does, it's like adding another layer to your defense because the opponent always has to start at the 20, and now we've got little extracurriculars going on in this rivalry matchup. And a flag flies out at the 22 after the kick had sailed through the end zone. I think he got Bennett because Coach Dinah's bringing him right over to the sideline. Yeah, when you don't have Bennett on the field defensively, that means he's done a no-no. And Coach Dinan is having a word with him right now over here on the near sideline. little yeah. tap to the helmet. Yeah, they offset it, so they didn't cost him anything. But other than that's his first on the game. And I'm sure that's what Coach Dinan probably is saying is, look, you've got to be more disciplined than that. We need you out there. You're the leader of our defense. and Don't forget about Langston Lovell getting... And he's going to send him right back on the field before the play even starts. Yeah. So, conversation over. Coach Dinan made his point, and Dylan Bennett returns. You talked about the difference of Lopez giving him a, you know, putting it in the end zone. Homestead has started every, every drive from their 20. In retrospect, Carroll started their two drives from the 37 and 39, so you're talking 17 to almost 20 yards in hidden yardage already tonight in the special teams alone. So a little bit of a delay before we get this started again. Again, a 14 to 10 Carroll lead. Nine-yard run by Sullivan to the end zone and a 17-yard touchdown pass from Sullivan to Hanson Hafner. Homestead touchdown, an 80-yard fly route down the sideline completed from Slavin to Mason Oxier. For Oxier, it's his fifth touchdown catch. Handoff up the middle, no room for Johnson, and then Johnson gets slammed to the turf, and that's going to bring a penalty flag out. And I believe that may have been, is that uh, 9 or 19? 9, Maxton Ward, I believe. Yeah, Maxton Ward, a senior linebacker, got in there and uh, wrapped him up, stopped the forward progress, and as the whistle blew, he basically uh, threw him down, almost like what happened to Tua last night. Yeah, we don't want to get into that discussion because that was not not pretty at all. But that's the type of situation there, too, that officials are going to be very guarded on. Stop the play. Don't have a violent takedown where you're slamming the guy into the turf. Well, and the timing was bad, too, right after they handed out some unsportsmanlike penalties. So they moved this one out to the 35 where it's first and 10. Handoff Johnson follows the right side of the line and gets across the 40 out to the 42-yard line. 
Boy, home's going to be about an eight or nine yard gain that time, and he follows Carter Worth and Finn Parsley. Worth, the right guard at 6'3", 245. Parsley at tackle, 6'2", 200 pounds. I was going to say, those two guys are doing a good job of getting to that second level and giving the running back a two-way go almost every time. From the right half, shotgun snap. For Slavin, single receiver to each side, and the give up the middle goes to Johnson. He'll have the first down out to the 45-yard line. Needed two, got about three, and they will move the chain. So a conversion for the Homestead Spartans. And it's 55 seconds left here in the first quarter. Clock will continue to run with a 14-10. Carroll lead on the scoreboard. Spartans scored first. Puts a three up on the board. Then uh, Carroll took a 7-3 lead. Spartans responded with a 10-7 advantage. And now Carroll, after their touchdown, and the Spartans with the ball. Play action. Throw over the middle. And it's too high and in front of a one-handed attempt by Grant Leeper. And Leeper had a little bit of room there in front of the safeties back over the linebackers' heads, but the throw just a little too strong and a little too far out in front of him for a guy that's playing his first year of varsity football. Yeah, Peyton's got to stick that in his numbers because he's throwing it over the linebackers' head in front of the safeties, and really you've got to try to put that in a vicinity that makes that catch a little bit simpler. And when you know Valdez and Steely are the safeties <laughs> behind you, you get those alligator arms, right? I, they are. They've seen some hits on tape, I'm sure. Second down and 10 from their own 45 for the Spartans. Shotgun snap, handoff Johnson. Again, he works his way behind the right side of the line and then gets slammed after gaining a yard or two out to about the 47. And, uh, again, Bennett in there to say a word or two, but no flag flies. And they don't have to run another play here in the quarter. So Homestead might let this burn down. Ten seconds, nine seconds, eight seconds. A 14-10 to 10 Carroll lead, and that is how our first quarter is going to come to an end. Exciting first 12 minutes of football. We've got a second quarter on the other side of the break. It's the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Get organized with help from Menards and Dakota Shelving. Whether you need a spot for extra storage or want to add an accent to your living space, Dakota has the shelf for you. With a variety of attractive finishes, your shelves are guaranteed to match your style. Save 11% and all Dakota Shelving. Good through October 2nd. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Detroit Style Pizza is finally back at Pizza Hut. If you're like me, you've been waiting 342 days for this moment. But hey, who's counting? All I know is that it's back. That crispy, cheesy crust. Those layers of toppings. All finished with the sauce on top. And best of all, you can try one of these three unique recipes like double pepperoni, meaty deluxe, or supremo. Or if you're the independent type, create your own. Pizza Hut's Detroit Style Pizza is back. But it won't be here forever. So hurry. No one out pizzas the hut. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. After one, it is a 14-10 Carroll lead over the Homestead Spartans. Spartans with the ball at their own 47-yard line where it is third down, eight to go. 
They have three wide, two to the left, one to the right. Ball center between the hash marks. Johnson, the lone back. Slavin takes a shotgun snap, fakes the handoff, throws on a little slant. Caught by the outside man, Brett Fox, as he crosses inside Carroll's 45, down to the Chargers 41. That is about 12 yards on the completion and a first down on third and eight a big conversion for the homestead spartans very very creative route they started him out swapping with the outside receiver looked like he's running a vertical stuck his foot in the ground and ran a slant so very artistic play there by the spartans jed zolman the coach of homestead said he wants brett fox to get touches handoff up the middle, Johnson trying to find running room, can't get much. He's inside the 40, finally stood up as he got to about the 37. Actually managed to get almost, what, three yards on that carry? Yeah, he did a good job of mustering. I, you're right. The Something out of nothing. Yeah. I like, I'm surprised Homestead hasn't run a little bit of their power game just to, to complement it because right now they're just running one run play inside zone is what they've ran ever since they ran just that speed sweep to open the game a minute into our second quarter spartans with the ball trailing 14 to 10 second down and eight from the 37 quick drop slant and in front of Oxier. that time you got to kind of blame the receiver it didn't look like oxier was really full speed it looked like he was kind of sitting down a little bit and uh, the ball out in front of him, so an incomplete pass. It's going to be another third down and long for the Spartans. They converted one a moment ago. They're in that area where it could be four-down territory. So the playbook really wide open, even though it's third down and eight. You want to get at least four yards here to, like, give you that shot. Just inside the 38-yard line. Drop back. Here comes pressure. Slavin escapes a man. Now he's got to throw it late, and it's incomplete. Closer to being intercepted than caught on an underthrow far side, about 10 yards downfield. And it's going to be fourth down and eight, and the ball sitting. It looks like they're going to send, is this the punter? Uh, I'm trying to see if they're sending out McLaughlin, the punter. No, they might be. What are they running, a sep an extra receiver? Yeah, another tight end into the game. But, I, you know, remember, they can uh, quick kick. Shotgun Slavin, and he will quick kick it. Little pooch kick, bounces at about the oh. five, and it takes a quick hop right into the end zone. Not the kind of bounce that Homestead was hoping for. It'll bring it out to the 20-yard line for the Carroll Chargers, who lead it 14-10 to 10 and now get the football at their own 20. Yeah, that previous play, like you said, on that slant route, was a little bit of timing off, but again, that's another one you really can't lead the receiver on. You've got to really stick it in his numbers so that he has a chance to defend himself and type of, with a high safety sitting right there ready to take your head off. 10.38 to play, quarter number two. Chargers take over, leading at 14 to 10. They're at their own 20 on the right hash. Handoff, Stark sweep to the left. Cuts it up at the hash marks, found a seam, and takes it all the way across the 30 to the 32-yard line, 12 yards. And what a great job on that sweep play for Starks to see where to cut it upfield. He hit the hash marks and then just burst through a hole for a 12-yard gain. They're really scheming it up well on what they're doing to block that. Trips to the right. 
Carroll lines up quickly. Shotgun snap. Sullivan looking. Here comes pressure, and they'll get him. Wrap him up and knock him down back at the 27, and Sullivan's helmet goes flying. And now he's going to have to come out of the game. And on a loss on the play of about, let's see, back at the 28-yard line. So that is a loss of, what, five yards? Yeah. Second down, 15 to go. And they put their wildcat in the game. Yeah, they uh, they decide not to go to the backup quarterback, but to go to Steely. And Steely takes the snap and rolls out, Uh-oh. throws far side. Got a man open out near midfield. It's caught, and it's Hafner at the 50. Avoids a tackle and gets inside the 45 to about the 41-yard line. And I don't think that was Steely. No, I'm that was Stark. It was Stark. 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 <laughs> Showed a uh, pretty good arm. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say, not only can he run it, he can actually throw it. But what a great play call there by Carroll's offense. Caught a Homestead in a sleeping. Yeah, basically they see Sullivan go to the sideline. They don't expect to pass. Handoff Starks, that time wrapped up in the hole, and he'll go down a loss of about a yard. Good job that time by Homestead. They had penetration coming all over the place. And they'll mark this back at the 43, so that's a loss of two yards. They did not give him much of a spot, did they? No, no, they didn't. <laughs> and I tell you, the the Spartan front six actually has, you have said it multiple times, they're just getting some great penetration where they're getting hurt is on the outside on the run game. Three receivers, wide side to the left, drop back Sullivan, looks left, throws, little stop route, hit to uh, Jaden Hill. Near the 37, Hill turns inside to the 35 and forward progress to the 33. And it's going to be about a yard or two short of the first down. So it's going to bring up a third and maybe two to go with the ball at Homestead's 33-yard line. They need to get inside the 31 for a first down. What an addition Jaden Hill's made to this club as well. Just inside the left hash. A wing to the right side, two receivers wide right, one receiver left, roll out, and it starts on the direct snap. He takes a sweep all the way to the far edge, tries to find running room, and got knocked out of bounds, and I think he's a yard short. Yeah. He never really got fully around that corner on the far sideline, and the play got stretched out by the Homestead defense nicely. And eventually, Starks ran out of running room. It is short. In fact, it's no gain on that third down carry. He just got back to the line of scrimmage, so it's fourth down and two at the 33. He ran about 40 yards one way. And got no credit at all. But uh, Homestead did a good job of defending at that time by getting over the top, and they're going to think about it here, take a timeout. Fourth down, two to go. Carroll will take the timeout. We've got eight. 09 left to play here in the first half. It is 14 to 10. Carroll leading it over Homestead with a fourth and two upcoming. We'll take the break. It is high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Hey, high school sports fans, Jim Cruzy at Cruzy Automotive Service is a big sports fan just like you and supports the high school football broadcast you're listening to right now. For service and maintenance on your vehicle, any brand, any model, contact Cruzy Automotive Service on Lima Road behind the Shell Gas Station. And don't forget to ask about the 1990 oil change special. That's Cruzy, K-R-U-S-E, Automotive Service on Lima Road, north of Wallen, south of Till, right behind the Shell Gas Station. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. With the ball on the right hash at the Spartans 33-yard line, Carroll facing fourth down and two. And it is go time for the Carroll Chargers, and they go with that inverted wishbone. Three backs in the backfield, shotgun snap for Sullivan, and he'll just flip it to the left. Steely with space, got around the edge, 30, 25, 20, 15, and the pursuit catches up to him as he gets down to the 10-yard line. What a nice block on the outside by the Chargers to get Steely around that edge, and he's got such great speed when he gets the outside. He took it all the way to right on the 10-yard line where it is first and goal for the Chargers. Well, they're, they're just... Homestead's defense is just not doing a good job of keeping leverage on the ball, meaning keep him on the inside, whether it's Steely or... Uh, Sparks, same formation, three backs. Sullivan bordered by a back on each side and a back behind him. Now he'll go play action, look to throw. Here comes pressure, and they'll take him down in the backfield for a sack at the 15-yard line. Carroll may have outsmarted themselves that time with the full house backfield. They went play action. And Homestead came with the blitz, and that basically just swallowed up Sullivan in the pocket. Well, they didn't block the uh, outside backer, Shepard, I believe, on that one. And my philosophy, unblocked players make tackles. Second and goal from the 15-yard line. Sullivan drops back, looks, going to throw the fade into the end zone, and touchdown again to Hafner. Second touchdown of the game. Similar plays from similar spots. The first quarter, it was a 17-yard fade to the deep corner of the end zone. This time from 15 yards, Sullivan completes it to Hanson Hafner, and the Chargers extend their lead to 20 to 10. Yeah, that, that's too easy. I mean, the, the, both of those throws is just too easy because the corner is just getting beat off the line of scrimmage, and it's a easy throw for Sullivan. Lopez with the extra point. It's up and good. 21-10. Chargers leading it. They've scored touchdowns on every possession so far tonight. And we'll take a break. The kickoff coming up next here on the high school football pit. Game of the Week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. If you are looking for insurance, here's a name to know. Mark Odin. Hold on, hold on. It's pronounced Edding. But it's spelled O-E-T-T-I-N-G. Yes, and O-E-T-T-I-N-G. It's pronounced Edding. Take two. Mark Edding of Edding Insurance Agency has not only served the community as an independent insurance agent, but he's also been coaching youth sports since his playing days over 40 years ago. For auto, home, business, trust the insurance coach, Mark Odin. That's Edding. Sorry, online at O-E-T-T-I-N-G. INS.com. Edding Insurance is a proud independent agent for the Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
21-10, the Carroll Chargers trying to take command of this one. And so far, Homestead unable to come up with stops against this Carroll Chargers offense. Two touchdown passes from Sullivan to Hanson Hafner and Sullivan, a nine-yard keeper. Three drives, three touchdowns. This drive goes 80 yards. They started at their own 20 after the touchback on the punt. And so, Carroll to kick off. It is Sebastian Lopez who will kick it. All-conference a year ago in the Summit Athletic Conference. He's probably on his way to that title again this year. And let's see if he has any difficulty kicking it this direction. Right to left, and the kick, it is about nine yards deep in the end zone. And another touchback, so Homestead starts again at their own 20-yard line. You know, if you're an offensive coordinator game planning against Carroll, you might as well figure out what do we run from our own 20 because that's where you're going to start your drive. Yeah, you're going to have the long field quite a bit against this team, and uh, that's a huge advantage uh, when you have a kicker like him that can consistently put it in the end zone, and he's done it again tonight. Plus, he gets a lot of practice with this offense. <laughs> Carroll trying to improve to 7-0 on the season and give Homestead their fourth straight loss to drop the Spartans to 3-4. and four. Spartans line up from the left hash, Peyton Slavin. Single back in the backfield. I'm trying to see if that is Johnson. Play action, throw over the middle, and deflected and almost intercepted by the safety. Ball was deflected. And Dierkman almost had a chance at a pick of that deflected ball as it hang in the air. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, Ward again. He got those big paws up there for that 6'3", 215-pound linebacker. Second down and 10. Homestead realigns from the left hash at their own 20-yard line. Slot to the right. Slavin, quarterback draw, up the middle of the field. He'll get about five, maybe six, falling across the 25 to the 26-yard line. Slavin, to make it a more manageable third-down situation, third and four for the Spartans. They trail at 21 to 10. You kind of feel like the way the Spartans are struggling against this defensively against the Carroll offense, that these are pretty important drives because you want to keep this game close and not lose half your playbook because you start falling behind by two or three scores. Absolutely. You got to, we talked about it earlier, the best defense is the Homestead offense. Shotgun on this third down, four to go from the 26-yard line. Slavin looks to the right, throws to the right. Oxier, a bounce, but he kept, comes down with it. Bounced off his shoulder pads, but he recollected it while he was being wrapped up, and he's down at the 40. The completion for 14 yards and a first down for Homestead. And what a job to concentrate on that football by Oxier because the Spartans really needed that one. Well, that was that same play, that slant play. It was a good run route. And the difference this time was he did get him in the numbers. And that made it easier. But like you said, he had to concentrate on that little tip-up. Just inside the right hash. Two receivers left, one receiver right, and a quick look to the right and a throw to Oxier, and somehow it split two defenders, and Oxier with the catch. You had Dierkman and Valdez both right there on the play, and somehow that ball slipped right between both bodies, and Oxier was there to collect it. Yeah, I, 
I'm trying to just, just uh, see if that was more of like he was thinking of a back shoulder type of throw because the way that ball, it, he squeezed that into a tight, tight place. Yeah, very tight that. window, threading the needle on the sideline between the two defenders. Hand off. Here goes Fox. Fox rumbles behind the right side of the line for maybe a yard. Yeah, they need Not a whole lot there, but they move Fox around to try to give him as many touches as possible. But that time, he ran into trouble before he even got back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they, uh, they brought a blitz there that time, a little bit of a run blitz. And again, over here in the boundary, they've got Oxier on a one-on-one matchup that they like. So come back to it against Dickerman. William Jeffries, a sophomore linebacker on the field for Carroll. Shotgun oh. snap. Play action, throw over the middle, and it's caught by Rivera. Manny Rivera with a nice one-handed reach, and Rivera, a short receiver at 5'9", and he went up high with one hand to snare that one and collect it as it goes inside the 30-yard line to the Carroll 27. Boy, Peyton Slavin took a shot on that one, but what a throw and catch. Yeah, they ran play action, and there was a blitzer that came in free and never even paid attention to the fake handoff. He just went right after Slavin. Yeah. He's a tough kid. First and 10. Ball at the 27-yard line. And they will give it on the wide receiver sweep going right to left. And Oxier takes the handoff, gets over to the far edge, but can't really get anything going north and south. Tried to turn that corner, and Carroll had stretched out the play and sealed the edge. And so uh, a very short gain, one yard to the 26. That type of play against this defense is just not a good call. Yeah, it's hard to get the edge against a speed defense oh. that's so disciplined too. And they and they well they set the edge so well, and plus they bring the the backers that they got from the left hash. Second down and nine. Ball at the Carroll 26. Drop back, Slavin, throw over the middle, deflected and incomplete. And again, the linebacker dropped, went up high, and trying to get it into the 5-9 Rivera. The ball had to be thrown low, and the linebacker was able to go up and tip it and knock that one away with 4.05 to play here in the first half. It is a 21-10 Carroll lead. And now the Spartans facing a third down and nine. And that was Justin Anderson. And that really was a bad throw. That should have been picked. From the 26 on the left hash. Two receivers right, one receiver left. Drop back Slavin. Little screen set up to the left side. Short side of the field. It's caught, but there's Carroll wrapping him up. In fact, he won't even get to the line of scrimmage. A loss of one on the play. And, you know, that, that's just discipline, that screen over to Johnson. Because the play is designed to clear the receivers and take the defenders with them. But one of the Carroll defenders stayed at home, and he was right there to come up in the open field and make a good tackle on Johnson for a loss of one back to the 27, where it's fourth down and 10. Yeah, that was Jeffries, and he was coming on a blitz, but that's his man, so he peeled off and made a heck of a play. Fourth down and 10, and Spartans will go for it. From the left hash, shotgun snap, draw back Slavin, looks, throws, and caught at the 18-yard line. It's short. I think it's short by about a yard as Oxier made the catch. But it's only a nine-yard gain on fourth and ten. 
And it's going to give the ball up on downs, even though Homestead completed it. The receiver didn't get the 10 yards, so he was stopped as soon as he caught it on a little curl route. Good throw by Slavin. Unfortunately, that's the receiver's job to make sure you've got the yardage when you turn in. They ran it, but we it's just a simple concept. It's called sticks, and that's where the right receiver's got to get a yard beyond the, the, the yard to get, and he didn't do that. He got to the, the yard line that he needed, but it came back. So just a M.A. there by Oxier. From their own 17-yard line, first and 10. Handoff up the middle. Here's Starks. Trying to find a hole, puts the pads down and gets to the 20, maybe the 21. Picked up two, maybe three. Second down, seven to go. Chargers with three minutes left to play here in the first half. Looking for a chance to build on a 21 to 10 lead. You know, Carroll's heavy run on first down tonight, which has kind of been surprising that they've ran it the mu as much as they have. Carroll deferred the coin toss, so they will start with football in the second half. Yeah, 2.39 left here. Right to left. Sullivan drops, looks to his left, throws the screen. Caught by Starks at the 22, man-to-man. -man. He's wrapped up. Can't get any running room. Taken down after a gain of about three yards. They'll put him out close to the 23-yard line, so maybe well, give him the tw yep, 23. About two yards on that play. Homestead had it defended pretty well. Matthew Bear was right there on him. So now you've got a big third down. Homestead needs a stop. Try to get the football back with two minutes left here in the Ooh. first half. Almost had motion up front. I thought he was offside. Third down, five to go. They're at the 23. They're looking for the 28. Sullivan with the play clock down to two, down to one. Got to get a snap. He does. Just before it got to zero, a little out route out to the 30-yard line. It's completed to Hirschberger. First down for the Carroll Chargers. Seven-yard gain, and that time Hirschberger perfect on the route. Got past the sticks, turned to the sideline, and a good throw by Sullivan. And I'm going to say you can't give him that type of easy of a route, but that's the respect that they have for Hirschberger because it's a mismatch. We've got a minute 44 left. Sullivan drops, throws in the seam. Got it to Hill. Hill avoids a tackle. He's across the 40 in between the hash marks. Drags tacklers across the 45 out to the 46-yard line. A flag behind the play. There's a flag on the play. Back at the 28-yard line. And it's going to be a hold that's called against the Carroll Chargers. And I can tell you who it's called against because he's still got a word or two <laughs> with our officials. And that is Caden Abs, the sophomore tackle, who immediately turned and wanted to plead his case to the official. But once the flag's on the turf, it is probably not going to be pocketed. Moot point, right? <laughs> yeah, there's no uh, review of uh, penalties calls. But, you know, that's a huge, huge call because instead of at the 50, now they're looking at first and tw basically 20 yeah. to go here. And there's only 134 left and the clock's winding. They talk, take it all the way back to almost where this drive started at the 18-yard line. So it is first and 22. Drop back Sullivan. Has to move the pocket slightly with pressure closing in, and it looked like the ball was deflected as he threw it. It ends up being short into the turf in front of Jaden Hill over the middle of the field out near the 30. 
So the incomplete pass stops the clock at a minute 23 left here in the first half. And it is going to be a second down and 22 to go at the 18-yard line. Homestead just rushed three, dropped eight there, and I think I'd make uh, Homestead use their pit timeouts here. Trip receivers to the right, one receiver to the left, and they'll go play action, throw it on a slant to Hershberger. He makes the catch out at the 29. Sullivan to Hershberger. Well, they gain 11, but it was second down and 22, so I guess they got half of the distance they need. It is now third down and 11. I'm surprised Homestead's not taking a timeout here. 29-yard line, under a minute left, first half. Chargers already leading it 21-10 over the Spartans. Just inside the left hash, two receivers right, two receivers left. Draw back Sullivan looking left, throws near side, Hershberger, and he makes the catch, a toe tap at the 40. And that's right at the stick, and I think pass is complete. they may give him the first down. They do. Right at the 40-yard line, exactly what he needed. Again, a perfectly run route by Hershberger and a beautiful throw by Sullivan. Well, there's a sticks route, and that's how you run it. Two yard, get a yard beyond it and let the ball bring you back to the first down. 44 seconds left, first half. First and 10 at their own 40. Drop back and a throw, wow. and again, same route. Wow. Hershberger drives his defender deep and then comes back and catches it near sideline at the Homestead 48. 12-yard gain, move the chains, and right now... It is just a tough assignment for Isaiah Elward, the senior defensive back, man-to-man here on the near sideline against Hershberger. Well, now he's going to come out, but I tell you, it's not his fault. They they need to get over-the-top help here, get in a shell coverage. 39 seconds. Trip receivers to the right, ball on the left hash, drop back Sullivan, looking to throw. Looks, looks all day with a three-man rush. Now he'll throw it deep on the sideline, and it's over. The head of the intended receiver, and it was Starks who slipped out of the backfield on the near sideline down to the 25. No real room to complete that ball. Sullivan essentially throwing it away because nobody was going to make the catch in bounds. And so that stops the clock with 32.9 seconds left before halftime. Ball at the Homestead 48. It is second down and 10. Well, they got in that shell coverage and helped that corner out. And- Force an incomplete pass. Two wide each side. Drop back Sullivan. Looks. Left. Throws. Caught by Rudolph at the 41. And he can't get out of bounds. And a quickly a timeout called by Carroll to save as much time as they can. And they've got 25.3 seconds remaining here in the first half. Remember, they've got a kicker that can drill it from about 45, maybe even 50 yards. So it'll be fun to see if we get to that point. From the Homestead 41-yard line, it is third down, three to go for the Chargers. We'll have the play when we return. It's the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Dealing with joint pain, sprains, strains, or back pain? Make the Parkview Ortho Express Walk-In Clinic your first stop when you have an orthopedic or sports injury. Ortho Express gives you access to expert orthopedic physicians when you need it most. Get x-rays, treatments, and referrals to Parkview Care, all in the convenience of a walk-in clinic. You can even see ortho providers virtually through the Parkview MyChart Virtual Walk-In Clinic. Visit us at our new location in Huntington, next to the Kroger. Ortho Express is open Monday through Friday. Call 260-266-4007 for more. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. 
It is third down, three to go for the Carroll Chargers, leading it 21-10 over the Homestead Spartans from Dave Walters Stadium on the campus of Homestead High School. I am Brett Rump with the coach, Shannon Griffith, Matt Klingenberger, our studio producer, and Carroll out of the timeout with 25.3 seconds left here in the first half. Carroll, after deferring the opening coin toss, will start the second half receiving the kickoff. Big third down. And they just changed it to second down. That was weird. Yes, drop back Sullivan, looking, fading. Hirschberger, and he takes the catch down the sideline, reaching out with one hand. A ball dropped in perfectly over the top of the corner before the safety got there, and what a catch by Cam Hirschberger. First down, Carroll. They've got it at the 15 with 20 seconds remaining in the half. Ball on the left hash, trip receiver's right. Sullivan will drop, look to throw, throws for the end zone, and it's incomplete over the top of his intended target. Sullivan's pass is incomplete. On the near side, he was looking for Gabe Starks. Yeah, I don't know why they took Hirschberger out. (laughs) They had the one-on-one what they wanted there. My, oh, my. Hirschberger comes back on. Starks out. That throw, though, my goodness. You got Rudolph and Hill slots to the right. Wide to the right is Hafner. All by himself to the left is Hirschberger. From the left, hash. They'll go play action, roll out to the right, and then throw it back to the left. Got it to Stark. Stark's looking to pick up a block. He's at the 10, the 5, and get out of bounds. Inside the 5 near the 2-yard line where it is first and goal with 6 seconds remaining. Got to think you got one play, and that's probably a quick fade if they can get the man-to-man they want on the outside. Nice play by Braxton McLaughlin there to save a Boy, touchdown. Boy, this, this is interesting. They're going full house backfield. Mm. If they run it, they got to run it, get down if they don't get in, and get a quick timeout. Yeah. Because they're bringing Steely and Bennett in. So they go with the full house backfield. Inverted wishbone. Shotgun snap. Six seconds left in the half, and it's a pitch play. Steely's going to bounce it out wide, looking for the end zone. Steely, touchdown! He got there with eight-tenths of a second still on the clock. I don't know if they could have called a timeout fast enough if he would have been stopped short. He fell just across the plane on the sweep to the right on a pitch play. That is a gutsy play call. But you've got the right guy to give the ball to because you trust Braden Steely to make those kind of plays, and Steely gets in. 27-10, to 10, and now the extra point by Lopez. Line drive kick, it's good. And that makes it 28-10, to 10, Chargers with eight-tenths of a second still to be played, and the kickoff coming up. High school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Brockman Heating and Air Conditioning Promise. On time, done right, or it's free. Brockman's your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. That's over 60 years strong since 1957 serving homeowners in the Fort Wayne area. And Brockman's has the most experienced techs to help you decide if you should repair or replace your unit. 423-4331. Call your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Brockman's Heating and Air Conditioning. On time, done right, or it's free. 423-4331. 
This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Eight tenths of a second remaining here in the first half. Coming up at halftime, the Hoopy Insurance Services halftime update. And we'll have scoring from this one here at Dave Walters Stadium, where Homestead has yet to come up with a stop against the Carroll Chargers. We'll also have scores from around the area, and there may be a few eye-openers. And it might not be who's winning, but it's by how much. So <laughs> we'll have the scores coming up with Matthew Klingenberger in our 1380 The Fan Studios. So Carroll set to kick it off, and it is Lopez. And this is one of the most boring plays in football because Lopez will kick it right through the end zone. And that one landed behind the white line. <laughs> I think he was mad there. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering at this point in the year, statistically, because it's not something that shows up on standard statistics, how Lopez, because the field is not big enough for his leg. Yeah, I, I would say he's probably above 85%, maybe 90% on, on uh, touchbacks. So with eight-tenths of a second, Spartans line up at the 20, and it looks like they'll just go to a knee. Get to the locker room, down 28-10, to 10, and Carroll due to get the football to start this second half. And so far, Spartans haven't come up with a defensive stop, which was their problem late in the game against Northside. Yeah. There's the knee, and we have gone to halftime here at Dave Walters Stadium, and that's always a good time for the Homestead faithful because they'll be entertained by the Spartan Alliance marching band here at the break. The only tough part about it, the Spartans find themselves down here at Homestead, 28-10. to 10. We'll give you a recap of what's happened here in the first half, scores from other games around the area, and a lot more as we continue with the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Report on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. If you're looking for insurance, here's a name to know. Mark Odding. Hold on, hold on. It's pronounced Edding. But it's spelled O-E-T-T-I-N-G. Yes, and O-E-T-T-I-N-G. It's pronounced Edding. Take two. Mark Edding of Edding Insurance Agency has not only served the community as an independent insurance agent, but he's also been coaching youth sports since his playing days over 40 years ago. For auto, home, business, trust the insurance coach, Mark Odin. That's Edding. Sorry, online at O-E-T-T-I-N-G-I-N-S dot com. Edding Insurance is a proud independent agent for the Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Indiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Indiana Broadcasters Association and this station. The PSM Performance Edge program is here to help athletes reach the next level. It's a high-intensity, personalized training program built for athletes who want to be the best. Whether you're making the jump to high school athletics or have dreams of playing your sport in college and the pros, the Edge is the athletic development program to get you there. Over 150 athletes have decided to put in the work to reach the next level with the Edge program. Call us at 260-266-4007 to schedule your free one-on-one -on -one consultation. Charlie did not die from an overdose. Charlie was poisoned. Websites and social media selling fake medicines may look legitimate, but they're not. 
He died in less than 15 minutes after taking the pill. Any medication not purchased from a licensed pharmacy could be deadly. No other family should go through this. This is horrific. Go to safe.pharmacy. Learn about fake medicine on social media and if an online pharmacy is safe. This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports. It's the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. First half, all Carroll. They lead it 28-10 to 10 over the Homestead Spartans as the Chargers try to remain perfect on the season, looking to improve to 7-0 in Han Homestead, their fourth straight loss after the Spartans started 3-0 to begin the campaign. But the Spartans with losses to Dwenger, Snyder, Northside, and now potentially Carroll in back-to-back-to-back-to-back weeks. And you could go from leading the SAC to being somewhere in that 6th, 7th, or 8th neighborhood. I think it would be 6th or 7th, depending on the outcome of some of the games, because you do have Concordia and Wayne playing each other. Somebody is going to fall to 2-5 and out there. But but certainly... uh, a tough half defensively for the Spartans. It looked like Carroll's coaches found something. They kept going to that fade to Hafner, man-to-man coverage. He was able to make a couple of a couple of tough catches here in the first half. And the Spartans are going to have to regroup a little bit and maybe uh, change up things defensively because I guess Carroll found uh, an opportunity that they could exploit, and now you've got to answer that if you're the Homestead Spartans defense. Yeah, they're Carroll's tough to defend. I mean, when you watch them and everything, you got Starks, you've got Harshberger, you got you know, you just name a, the threats that they have, and of course a quarterback that can make any type of throw. So they're very uh, tough to defend. The problem is, is that when they've had their chances to get off the field, they've not done it, and that's the difference. I mean, when they've had the chance on third down or even a fourth down, that's when you got to rise up and make a play, and they. It's Carol's. Carol's are the ones that are making it. Well, when you look at this Carol squad and you look at the wideouts, and we've mentioned Hershberger and Hafner, the right. H and H combination. Um, Hershberger, kind of the Michael Pittman type. He's the possession guy. He's the six-three, hundred ninety-pounder. Uh, really good on those those 10-yard, 15-yard out routes. And then Hafner is more the speed guy. Yeah. He's more of what Colts fans would know as a T.Y. Hilton type that tries to take you vertical. And uh, Carroll's utilized both of those skill sets perfectly here in the first half. With the Spartan Alliance band taking up end zone to end zone and performing for the crowd here at halftime, Shannon Griffith has your first half scoring. Well, it started out great for Homestead as they marched on eight plays all the way down to uh, about the 15-yard line or so. But Stavaretis finished it off with a 24-yard field goal, and Homestead took an early 3-0 to lead. Carroll answered right back, 11 plays, 63 yards. Jimmy Sullivan found your way in from nine yards out. Lopez's PAT was good, and Carroll took a 7-3 lead. Then Homestead comes right back. They go on a one-play 80-yard drive. Slavin hits Oxier on an 80-yard touchdown pass at 356. The PAT was good, and Homestead recaptured the lead at 10-7, and that was the last lead they had. Carroll comes right back, four plays, 61 yards. Sullivan to Hafner from 17 yards out. Carroll took a 14-10 lead going into the second quarter. Then at 6.56, eight plays, 80 yards. That 
another Hafner score. This time, Sullivan from 15 yards out hits Hafner on a TD pass. The PAT by Lopez was good, and Carroll was out to a commanding 21-10 lead, and they weren't done. At .8 seconds left in the first half, Steely runs in from two yards out, capping a 13-play, 82-yard drive. The PAT was good, and we stand right now, the Carroll Chargers, with a 28-10 lead, having scored on every possession of the ball game thus far. So the band is uh, performing right now, and uh, Homestead trying to regroup here at halftime. Carroll leads it 28-10. to 10 over the Spartans, taking a look at some of the first-half numbers. Dominated by Carroll, 23 first downs for the Chargers to Homestead's 10. Rushing yards, 77 to 53. Passing yards favors the uh, Carroll Chargers. And, uh, of course, we're going to have an interesting halftime scoreboard. A couple of close games in the SAC and a couple blowouts. And I bet if you look at the schedule, you'll know exactly which are which. Because... <laughs> I'm not going to tell you any more because Matthew Klingenberger is going to give you all the halftime scores, but I will just tell you around the SAC here at the break, we got two tight ones, we got a couple of blowouts, and then we've got 28 to 10 on the scoreboard here at Homestead. Coming up after the game, join us at the Coventry Pizza Hut. It is the Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show. Scores, highlights, coaches, interviews, and more as Adam Lundy will join me. At the Coventry Pizza Hut up until 11 o'clock tonight. We hope to see you there right after this game wraps up. It's a perfect nightcap to Friday night of high school football. Your hometown Pizza Hut restaurant with Indiana Physical Therapy and the post-game show. 28-10. to 10, Carol leads it over the Homestead Spartans. We're going to continue with the Hoopy Insurance Services halftime report. And coming up next... Your complete area scores, area games updated through the half. We'll tell you what's going around on around the SAC, ACAC, the Northeast 8, and the Northeast Corner Conference when we return. This is Halftime, presented by Hoopy Insurance Services on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA health care facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Marcus Freeman and the 2022 Notre Dame football team are locked and loaded for a season sure to have all the excitement of a shootout at high noon. To stay on top of it all, join me, Phil Houck, and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of IrishIllustrated.com. Saturday mornings at 10 sharp for the 26th season of Fighting Irish Preview. Saturday mornings at 10, it's Fighting Irish Preview on 1380 The Fame. The PSM Performance Edge program is here to help athletes reach the next level. It's a high-intensity, personalized training program built for athletes who want to be the best. 
Whether you're making the jump to high school athletics or have dreams of playing your sport in college and the pros, the EDGE is the athletic development program to get you there. Over 150 athletes have decided to put in the work to reach the next level with the EDGE program. Call us at 260-266-4007 to schedule your free one-on-one -on -one consultation. If you're looking for insurance, here's a name to know. Mark Odin. Hold on, hold on. It's pronounced Edding. But it's spelled O-E-T-T-I-N-G. Yes, and O-E-T-T-I-N-G. It's pronounced Edding. Take two. Mark Edding of Edding Insurance Agency has not only served the community as an independent insurance agent, but he's also been coaching youth sports since his playing days over 40 years ago. For auto, home, business, trust the insurance coach. Mark Odin. That's Edding. Sorry. Online at O-E-T-T-I-N-G-I-N-S dot com. Edding Insurance is a proud independent agent for the Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. Now back to. The Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hello out there, ladies and gentlemen. As has been discussed throughout the night, it is rivalry week in the SAC. At least for most teams, it is. Brett made a little bit of a comment there about how one of those games, at least, is uh, not exactly much of a rivalry. We'll get to that one here in just a moment. But as the temperature cools... We've got a fresh, hot edition of the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show. Hope you're enjoying your high school football Friday evening. I'm Matthew Klingenberger. Back here in our South Fort Wayne studios, where not too far from us, Carroll currently leads at the break. Can Homestead pull off a second-half comeback and perhaps pull the sword from the stone and be the first team to beat the Carroll Chargers this season? Well, here's a look at our other scores from around the area. I did mention that there is a blowout. And unfortunately, one day, one day it will happen. The Northrop Bruins will end Snyder's dominance on, in their football rivalry at Spooler Stadium. It just so happens, barring a miracle, that one day will not be today. As the Snyder Panthers are up big right now on the Northrop Bruins, 41 to nothing at the half. Meanwhile, out at Chambers Field, they're playing for the totem pole not far from downtown. And the Northside Legends just increased their pole position over Southside with a late first half touchdown. They lead the Archers 28 to nothing. It's the Battle of the Bishops, and it's a low-scoring game, at least as of our last update a few minutes ago. Bishop Dwingers out to a 10-9 lead on Bishop Lures. The other SEC game is not a rivalry, but these two teams perhaps could be since... They're the ones that don't have official SAC rivals. It's going on out at Zollner Stadium, and right now the Wayne Generals are currently out to a 14-6 lead. They're just about set to start the second half. They lead the Concordia Cadets at the moment. Meanwhile, games outside of the SAC. Leo is off to an impressive start. They're about set to get the second half underway, and they currently lead Huntington North by a 27-6 count. Elsewhere, right now, Bluffton is out to a 20-6 lead over the Heritage Patriots. Columbia City, a little bit of a surprise. We had East Noble on our airwaves a week ago. They were looking to bounce back after a very, very one-sided loss against Norwell. It's not looking good tonight for the Knights either. They're not facing the Knights again this week. They're facing the Eagles instead of Columbia City. And currently, they trail by a 28-7 count. The Railroaders of Garrett are steaming on ahead, ladies and gentlemen, as they're taking on Fairfield on the road. And right now, it is all Garrett all the time, 22 to nothing. Not quite like what's going on at Spooler Stadium, but they are at least preserving the shutout. 
couple more scores here for you then before we get you back out to the stadium for the start of the second half. Those aforementioned Norwell Knights, they are sitting in a good position right now. It's 17-7. They lead DeKalb. And how about one more? The South Adams Starfires are on fire right now against the Jay County Patriots as they've doubled up on them again as of our last update. It's currently now the area as far as scores go. There's still more trickling in, and I know for a fact that Brett Rump and Adam Lundy are going to have plenty more scores when they hit the postgame show airwaves uh, in just a little bit from now. But there's still plenty more high school football action to come. Again, that's going to be after our game tonight. Carroll currently undefeated on the year, and they're looking to remain undefeated in what could possibly be their last big test in the regular season as they go on the road to take on Homestead. And right now, it is Carroll, courtesy that, that late tu- that late first half touchdown, extends their lead, and they are up three scores at the break. As right now, Carroll is in control. We're going to get you set to go back out to Brett and Shannon for the second half. As this has been the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show, so much more high school football to come. Ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your dial. Still plenty more to come. Brett and Shannon on the other side. This has been the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Report. Does your business rely on costly equipment and technology to operate? Protect your business and your budget with equipment breakdown coverage from Central Insurance. It's bottom line protection should your critical business systems fail. For your security, protection, and peace of mind, trust Central Insurance in the Fort Wayne area. Hoopy Insurance Services is your local central agent. Contact Hoopy at 486-7488 or find them on the web at hoopy-insurance.com. They're family serving your family now for over 40 years. Detroit-style pizza is finally back at Pizza Hut. If you're like me, you've been waiting 342 days for this moment. But hey, who's counting? All I know is that it's back. That crispy, cheesy crust. Those layers of toppings. All finished with the sauce on top. And best of all, you can try one of these three unique recipes, like double pepperoni, meaty deluxe, or supremo. Or if you're the independent type, create your own. Pizza Hut's Detroit-style pizza is back. But it won't be here forever. So hurry, no one. Our pizza's the hut. Thousands of Hoosiers have hepatitis C and don't even know it. You might be one of them. Visit checkcarecure.in.gov to learn more about this often silent, sometimes deadly disease. There is a cure, and treatment is simple. Find out how you can stop hep C at checkcarecure.in.gov. Get checked, get care, and get cured. Sponsored by Indiana FSSA, aired in cooperation with the Indiana Broadcasters Association in this station. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. What does the chicken say? Uh, chicken. Oh, okay. Uh, chicken. Oh, okay. 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 O
What does the turkey say? You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now back to the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back. We are live at Dave Walters Stadium on the campus of Homestead High School where the Carroll Chargers lead it over the Spartans 28-10. to Halftime adjustments primarily coming from Homestead's locker room, Shannon. Well, I, I don't know what they could do uh, defensively that they haven't already tried. The only thing I can think of is they got to be a little bit more on downs where they don't want to put Hirschberger on an island with any one of their corners. they got to have safety to over-the-top help. Well, and they've also got to stay behind Hafner. I just saw his dad out in the stands and said, kids are having a pretty good game tonight. And uh, a lot of that is just because Homestead trusting man-to-man, and they're playing them tight uh, at the line of scrimmage. It's giving Hafner that that release, and he's getting behind the corner, and there's no safety coming over to help. Right. No, and that's one of those things that you're trusting those guys that are coming on a blitz or however they want, you know, they're trying to get to. They have to get to Sullivan, and that's just not happened. Offensively for Homestead, I'm not uh, they're just lacking the, the, the big play uh, in their offense right now outside of a, the Auxier one for 80 yards. Uh, Statistic-wise, they're pretty close. The difference is they just they are not doing it offensively what Carroll's doing, which is being perfect. Well, the Carroll Chargers are going to get the football first here to start our second half. So the Homestead Spartans, they've got to set the tone for this second 24 minutes of football and come up with something they haven't been able to do all night, and that is stop the Carroll offense. Yeah, they can't let them go down and score on them to start the third quarter because that would... Shortens up the playbook significantly yeah. if you build this up to a 35-10 to 10 lead because then Homestead's going to have to pretty much air it out. Yeah. And they like to be a little more balanced offensively. And the thing is, too, this Carroll defense... On the year, they they have got 30 sacks collectively with Jones and Pasetsky, each with eight sacks. So you put them into a position where now you have to throw, and they're pinning their ears back coming after you. Oh, yeah. You you don't want to get into that game because, like you said, they're they're, they're dangerous up front. Can beat you one-on-one there, too. So, uh, hey, Carroll's got a full complement of team. I tell you that right now. They are a good, solid football team in all three phases. So it'll be left or right for the Homestead Spartans. They'll kick it off to Carroll with Carroll leading at 28-10, to 10, a very short oh. kick. Take it on the run at the 20, 25-30. Far sideline, 35-40. Across midfield and finally knocked out of bounds in Homestead territory. And we got to wait for an official to get there and mark it. It'll say out of bounds at the 44-yard line of Homestead. And again, we've talked about the difference in, in kickers and how they can impact yeah. a game. And for Carroll, Lopez just keeps 
putting it through end zones. There is no special teams game for Homestead. They start their own 20. Here, Carroll, their special teams just set them up in Homestead territory at the Spartans 44. Yeah, Steely switched positions right at the last second, and that's who the ball went to. That's mistake number one. And like you said, it wasn't a very deep kick, but it looks like there may be a penalty here. A oh, personal huge. foul. Personal foul called on Carroll. And they say it's on Carroll. That's huge. So from the 44, they're going to drop this back 15. But, I mean, Carroll is still going to get fabulous field p- position. They just won't be on the Homestead side of the 50-yard line. It was on Bennett again. Mr. Dine is having a conversation with him and making sure that he understands that you just cost us 15 there, kiddo. Well, Carroll getting the toughest part of their schedule out of the way because the next two weeks they will take on Wayne and Concordia. And wow. Well, that was a spot foul. And the spot was pretty far back behind the play because they just took this football all the way back to the Carroll 27-yard line. Wow. That was, that was a huge penalty. So it is first and 10 for Carroll from their own 27. A wing to the left, two receivers wide to the left, single receiver to the right, and the handoff to Starks bringing it this side. Cuts in behind a block off tackle on the left side of the line and then takes it up the hash marks out to the 35-yard line. Nice eight-yard gain for Nate Starks on the First play from scrimmage here in the second half. Second down and two. That's that scheme play they've been running all night. That time they did defend it right, but the Packers didn't get there. Quick snap. Hand off to Starks. Big hole up the middle. Starks across the 40 and then flips. Head over heels (laughs) out at the 44-yard line. But that's going to be another uh, nine yards and a first down for Starks. And Starks is going to hobble over to the near sideline. That time they went low on him and just flipped him with his feet up over his head, almost a somersault. Yeah, it kind of twisted that ankle, it looked like, but that time they ran their power play, and like you said, it was a big hole up the middle. First down and 10. So first down for the Carroll Chargers. They've got it out to their own 44-yard line. And play action. Roll out to the right, Sullivan. Now he has to split pressure and get sacked back at the 41. The first two forced him up in the pocket. The third guy took care of him. And it's a sack and a loss of about three yards back at their own 41-yard line, second down and 13. That was Sheets that got the sack that time, 92. 6'2", 245, junior. From the right hash, trip receivers to the left. Hafner, the lone receiver, to the right. Starks over the left shoulder of Sullivan, and Sullivan will throw. Gets it to Hill. Hill makes the catch out at the 45. Just sidesteps one tackler and then takes it out to the 49-yard line. Sullivan to Hill. Good eight yards. About a four- to five-yard catch, but Hill just dances around some tacklers and gets about three yards after the catch. Now a third down and five to go from their own 49-yard line. Yeah, that's just too easy. They've hit that play numerous times. Homestead needs a third down stop. They trail 28-10. to 10. 
Here's Carroll from their own 49, looking for the Spartans' 46. Shotgun from the left hash. Sullivan with trip receivers to the right, and you've got some penetration of the neutral zone up front by the Homestead Spartans. And that's going to be five yards, and it's going to be right at the sticks. And uh, it's just a matter of what kind of a step this official takes when he marches off five yards. Yeah, it's third and And they're going to say it's about a football length short. Five-yard penalty. Third down and a football length to go. And they're still looking at it. But the near side judge told them to put the the uh, down marker just shy of the first down stick. So third down, it's less than a yard. They're just outside Homestead's 46. They need the 46 for the first down. And they'll go with the full house backfield. Third down, less than a yard to go. Give to Steely, and Steely will have the first down. Nothing fancy there. He followed the right side of his line, which includes Caden Abs, the 6'4", 247-pound sophomore right tackle. And that weight probably when the season started <laughs> or practices started, I'll bet Abs is up to a good 260 by now. Yeah, that, tell you, they may come back to that. They have Hafner one-on-one out of that formation, and oh, from the 42, little quick hitch route, and it's completed at the Homestead 37, immediately wrapped up and tackled as Cooper Rudolph. But about a four-yard gain on the first down play, second down and six. They're picking on that inside backer and that type of look, and that's the one play that they've read to Jaden Hill as well. It's just too easy. Hill lines up as a wing to the left side. And a drop back Sullivan, and then he'll hand it to Starks, bringing it wide to the left, and the pursuit catches up with him, and that is McLaughlin. Nice job running it down by Braxton McLaughlin from behind, caught up with Starks before he could get the block to get him north and south, and it's a loss back at the 39-yard line, third down eight. For the Carroll Chargers. Just beautifully played that time. From the left hash, trip receivers to the right. They've got Hershberger all alone to the left, and they're going to go to Hershberger on that little comeback route. A nice ball, a nice catch. Toe tap on the sideline. He needed eight. He got nine. Out of bounds at the 30. First down and a big third down conversion for the Carroll Chargers. Well, you can't fault the defense there because he's pretty well covered. Excellent throw and just a great catch by Hershberger by even keeping his feet in bounds. And that's why they call them possession receivers. You saw Hershberger that time run up the middle, and Starks dropped the ball, but it bounced back up off the turf to him, and he (laughs) falls forward to the 21-yard line. So he gains nine yards, about five yards. So he ends up getting a break, and it's second down, about a yard to go for the Chargers. Credit Starks. I don't know, do you call that a fumble and a recovery? I would have to believe that's how you would cover it. Quick pass in the slant. Hershberger, the catch inside the 15, inside the 10. He takes it all the way to the 8-yard line. It's first and goal for the Carroll Chargers. And again, Homestead just can't get off the field against this Carroll offense. That was an RPO as well, and he was reading the linebacker. He blitzed. He pulled it and threw a nice strike to Hershberger. 
Three to the right, one to the left, handoff up the middle, Starks uses the blocks, gets down close to the goal line and pushes his way across the plane, Nate Starks from eight yards. Touchdown, Carroll. They take the second half kickoff and score. Is that a 73-yard drive? I think they took it back to the 27 after the penalty. Yeah. And so with 7.24 remaining in the third quarter, a 34-10 Carroll lead over the Homestead Spartans, and Lopez will try to remain perfect in extra points. Rudolph the set. And the kick. Plenty of distance. It is good. And it's a 35-10. Carroll Chargers lead as the number six team in the Class 6A state poll. Trying to put this one away against the Homestead Spartans on rivalry week here in the SAC. We'll be back. High school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hey, high school sports fans, Jim Cruzy at Cruzy Automotive Service is a big sports fan just like you and supports the high school football broadcast you're listening to right now. For service and maintenance on your vehicle, any brand, any model, contact Cruzy Automotive Service on Lima Road behind the Shell gas station. And don't forget to ask about the 1990 oil change special. That's Cruzy, K-R-U-S-E, Automotive Service on Lima Road, north of Wallen, south of Till, right behind the Shell gas station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. With Matthew Klingenberger back in our 1380 The Fan studios, I am Brett Rump along with Shannon Griffith here at Homestead High School where the Carroll Chargers have had five possessions. They've scored five touchdowns. They lead it 35-10 to 10 over the Homestead Spartans and now Carroll to kick off. And Lopez drills it, high kick, and nope, it's going to make it into the end zone. There was some thought we might have a return, but no, it still drifts about four yards deep. Kicked that one a lot higher. Yeah, he did, but he still carried it about five yards deep into the end zone. So it'll be Homestead at the 20. I'm... I'm really impressed with Carroll's offense. I mean, defense, too, for that matter. But their offense, man, they're just making plays. Ball sets up on the left hash. Slavin, the quarterback. He's a 5'10", 190-pound senior. Added about 25 to 30 pounds between his junior and senior year. He'll give it to Cam Johnson right straight up the gut. Johnson takes the pile across the 25 to the 26-yard line. That's a good six-yard blast on first down right into the heart of the Carroll defense. You know, sometimes when you have all the speed and talent, that's the best way to hit them. Yeah, and, you know, they've moved the ball fairly decently against Carroll. It's just that they've, you know, when you're having to drive 80 yards (laughs) every drive, it's tough. Second down and four. Here comes a blitz. They throw a slant, and it's incomplete. Well, it kind of felt like they had the right play call mm-hmm. against the Blitz that time. But uh, on that quick slant from the outside receiver, the ball just sails high and incomplete. Yeah, there's another one. Again, you, that type of route, you got to stick it right, right. in these numbers, um, especially on those type of routes, those slant routes coming in. I have to double-check that number, but I thought that was 29. That is a freshman wide receiver. 
Shotgun snap on third down and four. Draw back Slavin. They'll set up a screen. It is caught at the 25 and hurrying his way toward the 30. Is he going to get enough to get the first down? He got just across the 30-yard line. It's a first down. Wow. First down. Out near the 31-yard line. Nice little screen play. But uh, what number is that? Is that 23 out there on that linebacker? Yes. No, the uh, the wide oh, receiver on that did, far side. I'm sorry. I'm trying to see who they got it to because... Yes, 23. It is 23. I thought it might have been 29. That is 23, and that is Kale Swagger. From the left hash, handoff up the middle, and this time Johnson bottled up after a couple of yards. Well, that's the play that went for six on first down just a moment ago. This time they go to the same play, but only about two yards out to the 32-yard line, maybe the 32-and-a-half, but it's second down and eight for the Homestead Spartans. Yeah, that time, uh, Carroll had uh, pretty well covered every gap there. Man, it's a little tougher. 5.45 to play. Clock runs third quarter. 35-10, to 10, Carroll leading. Chargers show blitz. Here they come. It's picked up, and they'll dump it off to the running back, and it's incomplete. Johnson slipping out of the backfield had a lot of room in front of him. And, and again, you look at that and think, okay, it was a catchable ball, but Slavin could make it much easier on his receivers. That ball a little bit behind Johnson. And for a running back coming out of the backfield, makes it just a little tough to make that catch. Yeah, those are the type of throws there when you're throwing it to a back like that as an outlet. Just kind of pooch it over the top of that defender you know nice little lob pass so he can get it that time like you said it was behind him and it was also kind of thrown hard third down and eight from their own 32 left hash roll out to the right Slavin looking to throw it near sideline and it is caught by Oxier or rather by uh, Brett Fox at the 44 yard line that is a beautiful play on the run the rollout to the right Slavin a strike right on the sideline and Fox able to get a foot down and make the catch for first down yardage. Yeah, that's you know, that's a play that they've run quite a bit where they get the receiver going on a basically it looks like he's going on a streak route and then he pitches up on a comeback and balls to Gilbert on time, gets a big first down there. Fox lines up in a slot to the left. Ball's on the right hash. Wing to the left side of the formation. And they will give it right up the middle again to Johnson. Hit at the 45, but he falls forward to the 46. Gain of about two and a half yards for Cam Johnson, who is a 5'10", 180-pound junior running back. Second down and seven from their own 46 for the Homestead Spartans, who look to the sideline. Is a huddle one of those 19 or 20th century type of thing, Shannon? I mean, nobody <laughs> huddles anymore, right? Everybody's got yeah, signals. Yeah. Everybody signals are, are cards on the wristbands. Wrist. Yeah. And Carol uses the wristband. So Homestead gets the play, lines up with a slot to the short side right, and play action. Look at the throw, Slavin. He's got some time. Now pressure comes late, and he has to throw it away on the near sideline. That's a good coverage play because Slavin initially had the time, but he couldn't get anybody open. And guess who broke free? Ashton Pasetsky. Oh, yeah. He's another one that (laughs) – he's got what? You said eight sacks? Eight sacks. Eight sacks. Well, he and Jones both 
with eight sacks on the year. Royce Jones, 6'1", 190-pound senior defensive lineman. And Pesetsky, neither one of them is all that big. They're just strong and athletic. And here comes the blitz, and they'll set up the screen. And again, Johnson drops it with a ball that maybe could have been thrown a little more in front of him. But an incompletion, and that will bring up fourth down and eight, and it's going to force Homestead to punt the football away. From their own 46, they send the punter out right away. Uh, Carroll's defensive end that time was in the neutral zone, and they didn't throw the flag. I mean, it was flagrant. <laughs> Again, he's in the neutral zone. Yeah. That's all sides. For, can see it from here. Oh, my gosh. And here's... Braxton McLaughlin's punt, high hanging kick, and they signal fair catch and then get hit. And that's going to bring flags everywhere. And now you got a little fracas going out here near midfield behind the play. And that's between uh, Anderson, and I didn't catch the number from Homestead. I thought it might have been number 25, Isaiah Elward, but. Yeah, things, uh, the, the flare, the tempers are starting to flare a bit. Well, you're going to have to repunt it now because obviously some frustration for Homestead oh, yeah. losing three games in a row and now finding themselves down here at home 35 to 10 with 429 remaining in the third quarter. Well, they're going to get uh, catch interference there, and then I think this is going to offset it potentially. Yeah, he signaled for a fair catch, and just as he went to catch the football, got hit hard and driven back. And so that was a clear flag. And then you look back here behind the play, out near midfield, you've got another flag. And you saw a couple players, little extracurriculars. <laughs> well, those flags, you know, those are the type of things that happen in the course of the play. But when you get a guy that's in the neutral zone, and yeah. it's that obvious two times in a row, and he doesn't throw the flag, I mean, come on. I mean, it's... I, <laughs> Yeah, we were looking right down the line of scrimmage here at the 46-yard line. And uh, Coach Griffith had the perfect line on it. And when you pointed it out, I saw, yeah, he had a full helmet across into the neutral zone. Well, let's see how they sort this out. They've been discussing it for a while. And now they're coming out with the football. They've got the flag where the... Chargers return man made the fair catch. That's at the 24, and they're going to march this off. We might have. It was off. It was offsetting on the personal. Yeah, that's going to say. That's what I thought. We might have offsetting on the personal foul, so they just march off the uh, the interference on the fair catch. So they march it out to the 39-yard line, where it is now first and ten for the Carroll Chargers. Again, good field position for Carroll. It's been the story of the night. The Chargers have seemed to start with pretty good field position while Homestead always pinned back at their own 20. First and 10. Sullivan, play action, throws the slant. Hershberger, the catch at the 47, tackled out at midfield. An 11-yard gain, and nothing fancy about that. Hershberger just needs to get inside position on that corner, and it's an easy throw for Sullivan when you've got a 6'3", 190-pound receiver. That kind of seals off the defensive back. First and ten from 
the 50-yard line. They go to the exact same play. Just throw it to Hirschberger. He puts the pads down and drives right through a safety who came up to make a hit. And it's another 12 or 13 yards. We'll give him 13 on that catch. But again, they're just going with that quick little slant. And all it is is Hirschberger tucking inside the corner who's got outside leverage, and there's nobody to help on the inside. Yeah, the backer's gone, and they're gonna, there's that. And now they do it <laughs> on that little hitch route. It's like a five, six-yard stop, turn around, and I'll throw the ball to you. And it's just, you know, basically it's what I call kind of a sit route yep. where you just, yep. you just get into an open space and, and turn around call. and show the numbers to the quarterback. And that's what we call it. <laughs> Why sit? It is a five-yard gain, second down and five. The ball at the 30. Oh. Low snap, picked up by Sullivan. Now pressure comes. Sullivan gets buried back at the 40-yard line. Almost a 10-yard loss. We do have flags on the play. And he's going to have to come out. He's lost his helmet again. Yeah, Sullivan might have to check the snaps on that thing because that's twice when he's been sacked where the helmet's flown off his head. Well, they got a penalty. I might want to imagine it's holding. Yeah, it looks like they've signaled a hold. But they'll probably take the result of the play. The loss on the play was 10 yards. The hold would be on the uh, a spot foul, so it could actually march it back a little further. But you'd have to add it down. Yeah, so be, uh, they do decline it. Yeah, so it's third down here. Yeah. I think they'd have only maybe picked up a couple of extra yards, march off, and they'd have uh, had to give up the down. So it's going to be... Second down and 12 to go. The ball out at the 39-yard line of Homestead. Carroll with a 35-10 lead. Three and a half to play here in the third quarter. And we've got whistles. And now I think the official third. from the Homestead sideline running out. And it is third down. Yeah, I was going to say that was the deal. They didn't take the penalty, so it's third down. So it's third and 12. Yeah, they, they turned down the penalty, so you've got to add it down. Third down and 12. Third down and 12. Good call, Coach. Right on top. Here we go. Drop back, and it is Nate Starks at quarterback, and he's going to scramble. Now he's going to run. Far sideline. He's inside the 30 and knocked out of bounds inside the 25, and that's going to be a first down. And that's just Starks creating space. Quarterback draw with a guy like that, just dangerous. And they cleared all the receivers. The Homestead secondary went with them. And once uh, Starks kind of split the oncoming rush, which is only a three-man rush, he had a lot of room to run. Yes, he did. Out to the far sideline. He takes it to the 25-yard line. It's first and 10. Sullivan pulls it out of the belly of the running back and then fires on the slant. And again, we've got some uh, extracurriculars this time. Couldn't tell who was in there for Homestead, but Jake Wilson, the Chargers center, having words with what looked like Jackson Chrisman for the Spartans. So there's no flags, but it's second down, about three to go. Ball sits just outside the 17, and here comes the sweep. And then the cut off the block, down the hash marks, a spin move. Gets him inside the 15, all the way inside the 10 to the 9-yard line. What a run by the sophomore, Nate Starks. First down and goal. Boy, not only did he read the block, 
and like you like to say, Shannon, stuck his foot in the ground right. and cut up field. But then that little spin move <laughs> off the attempted tackle to get him an extra four or five yards. First and goal, Carroll. You know, he is he's not a big kid at all, but he's got a big heart and he runs hard. Trip receivers to the right, and Sullivan looks to the left, throws the fade to Hirschberger. He underthrew it. It got tipped away. If he got it over the top of the defender, it was going to be a touchdown, but he underthrew it slightly in the back corner of the end zone to Hirschberger, a 6-3 target, and the defender was able to get up and tip the ball. Yeah, Zach Zolman. Yeah, how about that? Playing some uh, defense. Zolman listed as a backup wide receiver, but also will get on the field occasionally as a safety. Shotgun snap. Again, play action. This time they go slant to Hirschberger, and it's double coverage, and it goes off Hirschberger incomplete at the goal line. Well, they go fade, and then they think that there's going to be leverage to the outside shoulder to protect against that fade. And they could sneak Hirschberger inside that corner, but the safety had it figured out. And he was right there to provide some support in coverage on Hirschberger. So now it's third down and goal from the nine. Well, they're not going to let him have much room to catch it. They're going to be there to make a hit. Sullivan looking to Hirschberger the whole way and then throws it high and incomplete. Well, that time, there was no doubt Sullivan had one receiver in mind. He was going to let Hirschberger... Almost an option route, I think, that Hershberger went down, and if the uh, defender was up on him, they'd throw the fade, and if the defender dropped, they'd do that little out route. Yeah. And uh, good job in coverage that time by Homestead to force the incompletion. It's going to be a field goal try of 26 yards. Lopez on, just inside the left hash. A 26-yard boot is good by Lopez. And the lead extended 38-10 to 10 with 2.02 remaining here in the third quarter. We'll take a break. Carroll up big on the Homestead Spartans in your high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Marcus Freeman and the 2022 Notre Dame football team are locked and loaded for a season sure to have all the excitement of a shootout at high noon. To stay on top of it all, join me, Phil Houck, and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. Saturday mornings at 10 sharp for the 26th season of Fighting Irish Preview. Saturday mornings at 10, it's Fighting Irish Preview on 1380 The Fan. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Still 2.02 left to be played here in the third quarter. This one might end up being running time before we get it all said and done because one more touchdown by Carroll and that's what we will face. Yeah. You know, we've had some seasons, Shannon, where it's been one nail-biter after another, and this season hasn't turned out quite that way. Well, no, and I tell you, that Carroll Northside game that we had, that was a a game that was kind of odd at the same time, but you look up at the scoreboard, it was an eight-point differential. Carroll Snyder also Mm -hmm. fairly competitive one we had earlier this year. Last week, a 45-0 Norwell win over East Noble, and I can keep giving scores and commentary all I want because Lopez is kicking off, and 
he just put it right through the end zone once again. Well, and I checked earlier, and uh, Columbia City was up 35-7 to over uh, East Nome. Well, we're setting up what might be a showdown in the Northeast 8 in week number 9, the final week of the regular season. The Columbia City Eagles scheduled to visit the Norwell Knights. And Norwell's kind of opened up on DeKalb, 41-14 to 14 in the third. So, you know, Carroll's in a pretty tough sectional. You know, you got, I think, Mishawaka in it and Warsaw in it. And, uh, you know, Warsaw's had their success this year some. And then Mishawaka's undefeated like uh, Carroll is, I believe. Well, you've got Penn, Elkhart, and Warsaw in that sectional. Here's a little swing pass on the screen to the left, but nothing there. In fact, it ends up going for a loss. They had to throw it to him about five yards deep in the backfield, and he ends up going down as he kind of slipped after making the catch. That was Oxier on a wide receiver screen, and <laughs> nothing going right for Homestead. They complete a screen pass, and it ends up being a five-yard loss. Yeah, and Anderson runs it down. I mean, that kid, I tell you, he's only a junior, so he may get some love here pretty soon, but some scholarships. From the left, Hash, looking to the right, throwing on the slant. Oxier goes up, makes the catch at the 22-yard line, tackled immediately. But he got some of the yards back to make third down a little more manageable. A gain of seven on second and 15. So it's going to be third down and eight from their own 22-yard line. And you've got Oxier, I believe, coming over the middle. He jumped up to make that catch and kind of got caught in between defenders. And he is down. And they are looking at him as the trainers are coming out. So we've got a break in the action with a minute 11 left to go here in the third quarter. It is Carroll 38, Homestead 10 on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Co-heating and air conditioning, your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, one family owned and still going strong for 60 years. Decade after decade, Co-heating and Air has been known for providing quality heating and cooling services that ensure your family stays comfortable year around. That's no accident. That's a legacy of customer care, excellence, and relationships that have endured from generation to generation. Go with who you know. Go with Co. Proud to be your American Standard dealer. Find them at CoHeatCool.com today. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Back at Homestead where it is third down and eight for the Spartans. Oxier taken to the sideline. And now you've got a shotgun snap for Slavin. Dropping, looking, throwing over the middle. Good catch on the crossing route, but he's not going to have room to cut it upfield. That's Fox at the 26-yard line. He ends up getting tackled to the 25, and they give him no forward progress. He's five yards short of a first, so it's fourth down and five for Homestead. And a good job by the Carroll defense. Very disciplined, well-coached. That time they kept everything in front of them. They allowed the completion on that five-yard crossing route, but then they came up and gave Fox no extra yards after the catch. Yeah, that was very well defended. Braxton McLaughlin to punt away. Takes his time, but gets a good kick. High, hanging, and fair catch taken by Hafner at his own 48-yard line. 
Carolina. So that's a 27-yard kick for McLaughlin, no return. But look at the field position once again that the Carroll Chargers start with. From their own 48, first and 10. Some of the scores we've got. End of three up in Kendallville, Columbia City, 42-13 to 13 over the Knights. Boy, right now that is a combined two-week run for East Noble yeah. at home of 87 <laughs> to 13. That's tough. Yeah. Here's the handoff. Starks reads the blocks, breaks away from a jersey tackle, and continues forward to the Homestead 45 and a half, 46-yard line. Good six-yard gain by Starks. Tough running between the tackles. Yeah, I think. They get one more score here. You're going to start seeing some bodies come out. Because here we go in the fourth quarter. That is the end of three quarters here at Homestead. The Carroll Chargers on their way to 7-0. They lead it 38-10 over the Homestead Spartans on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. If you're looking for insurance, here's a name to know. Mark Odin. Hold on, hold on. It's pronounced Edding. But it's spelled O-E-T-T-I-N-G. Yes, and O-E-T-T-I-N-G. It's pronounced Edding. Take two. Mark Edding of Edding Insurance Agency has not only served the community as an independent insurance agent, but he's also been coaching youth sports since his playing days over 40 years ago. For auto, home, business, trust the insurance coach, Mark Odin. That's Edding. Sorry, online at O-E-T-T-I-N-G-I-N-S.com. Edding Insurance is a proud independent agent for the Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians, and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 21 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to IndianaPT.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Starks on the carry. Second down and four for the Chargers. Starks the carry, and boy, was that a big hit. That was a big collision. Yeah, the safety came up and just hammered Starks and knocked him down. No game. In fact, he might have lost a yard in the play, but more importantly, Starks still down and seems to be in some pain. Yeah, I don't know if a uh, wind knocked out of him maybe, but that was a collision. Yeah, he took it off right tackle, and the safety came up in run support, and it was just a head-on collision big time. And you mentioned it. Starks is not a big guy, no. but he's tough. And right now, tough. he's working his way over here to the near sideline. He just took his hand and kind of pointed down toward his right knee. So. Oh. I'm not good. They'll check him out. Well, I think it just might be one of those got hit. I'm sure Mr. Steely's come into the backfield, which is not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you get Steely along with Sullivan in the backfield. And he's big and thick and fast. Two receivers split each side. Drop back Sullivan looking to throw on this third oh and six. Yeah, there's going to be a flag. Got a big-time hold. I think Steely actually was the one who might have held. Sullivan takes off. He gets the sideline all the way inside the Homestead 20. Down to the 15, but the play is coming back. It's a hold. And Steely holds a finger up to his chest and 
asked the official, was that me? It was As either kind of grabbed and threw a guy down, didn't he? Well, I, I think they're going to get uh, uh, abs again for a hold. But, yeah, Steely looked bad because he literally... <laughs> yeah, he kind of got a hand on each shoulder pad and then just kind of threw the guy to the yeah, side. It, and with Steely's strength, he threw him right to the ground. Yeah, it was uh, a descriptive, well-blocked on the pickup on the blitz so now it's third and 22 and yeah they bring it all the way back to the 36 yard line <clears throat> something i wish they'd change i don't you know it's 10 yard penalty but then they mark it from the spot yeah and man that is a really i mean you can get 16 17 18 yards out of these holds drop back sullivan pump fake to the right Still in the pocket, still in the pocket, rolls to the right, now breaks the containment across the 40, 45, reverses field, and as he crosses the center of the turf out near the H, he slides down at his own 48, and that leaves him 10 yards still to go for a first, so it's fourth down and 10, and we're going to find out who the punter is for the Carroll Chargers, because for the first time tonight, Carroll is going to have to punt the football, and it is Sebastian Lopez. Well, I don't know. Can he punt into the end zone from here? He's at the 48. It'd be a 52-yard kick. I wouldn't. Well, we've seen him bet against him. Yeah, we've seen him have some trouble. Makes the catch, the kick away, and it is not a real deep kick. Bounces at the 27, and takes a sideways bounce all the way to the far sideline, and then it kind of turns and gets inside the 25 down near the 23. So only a 29-yard kick, Shannon. I think uh, Lopez's strength is certainly putting it on the tee and kicking it, much more so than well, he, putting he, the football. He caught it that time. That's number one. Yeah. <laughs> number two, it didn't go off the Our side of his foot because we've seen him where he, you know, had, had a couple of shanks. Yeah, he had a couple of those. Because he's it was such against a north side. And that's, that, you know, I. I feel for the kid when he punted those nights because he's such a strong leg kicking it, you know, and I think his thought process is he'd be a heck of a punter. Ten minutes left in the football game. A 38-10 Carroll lead. Homestead takes over from their own 26. So apparently when that ball made the turn inside the 25, it was assisted by one of the Carroll Chargers. Yeah, I guess it was. Because they brought it back out to the 26. Handoff right up the middle for Cam Johnson, and he'll take it across the 30 out to the 32. So almost six yards on that first down run for the Homestead running back, junior Cam Johnson. Second down, four to go. From their own 32-yard line, they'll put the ball on the right hash. Single receiver to the uh, right. Two receivers to the left. A wing to the left side of the formation. Shotgun, Sullivan, man in motion. And the play clock got to zero. Well, that's, you know, when you should be in a hurry-up offense anyway, then to use the entire play clock and run out of time, it's going to be a delay against the Homestead Spartans. Yeah. Five-yard march off. It's they been, go from second and four to second right. and nine. That, yeah, they've and you know we talked about field position all night. They just at times don't help themselves when you get that type of penalty, especially when you can see the play clock. You know, from the right hash, 
send one receiver out each side, an extra tight end with a wing, almost in the H-back position. Got a man across the formation in motion, and they will hand it to the running back, and he'll take it behind the right side of his line out to the 30. That is Johnson with the carry. But not a whole lot there, about three yards. So it's going to bring up a third down, and we'll say five to go from the 30-yard line. Almost six to go. They need to get to the 36. They're at the 30. So we'll call it third down and six. Spartans from the right hash. Two receivers left, one receiver right. Johnson in the backfield, Slavin. Drops back in the pocket. Here comes pressure. He tries to split the defenders. He is sacked. And it's Pasetsky who got in and took him down. Sack number nine of the year for Pasetsky. And that's going to force the Homestead Spartans to punt the football away. I tell you, that kid... He's only a a junior. 6'2", 220. He is quick off the ball. Little Micah Parsons-esque, the way he uses his quickness. Uh Look out, here they come, and they get the ball. They block it. Uh Now it's picked up by Carroll, far sideline, near the 15. And I'll tell you what, that was blocked. And McLaughlin, I noticed the last time he punted that he was very slow on the catch and the kick. And I think Carroll came after it that time and got the block. Yeah, I think it was... uh, Val, Valdez that got Valdez. The, Valdez got the block on that one, and of course they're play behind here. I thought we were going to get a replay, but he got the block, and then Andrew, uh, Justin Anderson is one that picked it up and advanced it. Now I see a, a flag down, so I'm not sure what that was. Yeah, the ball is at the 15, and that's where the flag is. Here's the punt. Yep, could have oh, been man. a face mask, maybe. Sometimes when you've got your punt unit out there they're not exactly the best tacklers and sometimes get caught with a face mask or a uh, I'm not sure what call, the, horse collar I don't know well it's, I saw the uh, the report on Carroll not sure what they called Amazon, on Carroll but they won't mark yeah. it off against the Chargers Presley. Well, I don't know Ken what happened Presley, down there but uh, that, that helps because they were going to have it First and they were at the 15, yeah. first and 10. Now they bring it out to the 30. But still great field position for the Chargers. The story of the night with 7.34 remaining. Carroll up comfortably, 38-10 to 10 over the Homestead Spartans. Fans starting to head for home tonight. Hopefully, instead of a direct route, they stop by the Coventry Pizza Hut. They'll throw in the backfield to Starks. He's looking to throw it, and he does. Heading it toward the end zone, and there's a collision behind the linebacker. The linebacker trying to close, and the ball underthrown, and that leads the linebacker right into the intended receiver. And a collision before the ball got there, and the flag flies right at the goal line. It's going to be a 10-yard march off against the Homestead Spartans and give Carroll a first down at the 20. Well, Dwanger's taking the lead back, 17 to 12 in the fourth, and Concordia is up seven, 29 to 22 on the Generals. That's a, another tight ball game. Half the distance. Yeah, he, Starks again. He underthrew that, and it, it was kind of like down. the one earlier that they called for Hafner, where Sullivan underthrew it, and because the Homestead defender 
didn't make the attempt to look back. It is the 15-yard line after the march off. So Chargers from the left hash. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. They'll go to the deep fade, right corner of the end zone. Hefner open. Touchdown catch number three of the game for Hanson Hefner. Have yourself a night. All three of them very similar. A 17-yarder, a 15-yarder, both of those in the first half. And here's another 15-yard touchdown pass on the corner fade to Hanson Hafner from Jimmy Sullivan. Hafner came in with four touchdown receptions on the season. He's now got three in this game. And with the extra point, we'll see the clock run for the remaining 7:21. The kick is up, and the kick is good. Time for a running clock with a 45-10 Carroll lead over the Homestead Spartans. 7:21 still to be played. It's high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hey, high school sports fans, Jim Cruzy at Cruzy Automotive Service is a big sports fan just like you and supports the high school football broadcast you're listening to right now. For service and maintenance on your vehicle, any brand, any model, contact Cruzy Automotive Service on Lima Road behind the Shell gas station. And don't forget to ask about the 1990 oil change special. That's Cruzy, K-R-U-S-E, Automotive Service on Lima Road, north of Wallen, south of Till, right behind the Shell gas station. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Well, Shannon, we had 45 to nothing last week. We've got 45 to 10. But Carroll has now scored 38 points in a row yeah. after Homestead had a 10 to 7 first quarter lead. Yeah, and it was 14 to 10, and we had a ball game, and then the floodgates open, and Carroll has played near-perfect football on both sides of the ball tonight, and we're seeing a little bit of everything. Carroll has outscored their last four opponents 172-16. to 16. <laughs> Just unbelievable. Here is the kick by Lopez. Low-line drive. It's in the field of play, but it will get into the end zone before taking a left turn, and it will be another touchback. Homestead... They, they started a drive anywhere uh-uh. other than the 20. It's been the 20 the entire night, but that was his worst kick. So well, they did have the punt. Yeah. I Bring Lopez over here and let's yeah. yell at him for the poor kick, even though it got in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it actually kind of shanked over to the left side of the field, but it was so far over toward the side. <laughs> yeah. He shrugs it off. His legs hurt. Oh, well, got the result. The kid's legs hurting, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think the coaches came over and they asked, you okay? Yeah. He has to kick off so much tonight. They punted just once. Yeah, can you imagine? He goes and gets the one-legged ice bath after the game. <laughs> 6.38, 6.37. The clock now is a running clock. Homestead starts first and 10 at their own 20. And before we have the snap, or at the snap, we've got whistles and flags. Offsides. Offsides, put on the Chargers. <laughs> and now we're starting to see a couple of backups coming in. Braden Steely is going to check out of the game. Yeah. Peyton Slavin's out of the game. Who's in there? That's uh, Grayson. Is that good? It's uh, yeah, it's uh, Grayson Yenser, who is a uh, yeah big kid at quarterback. Shotgun snap. 
Handoff to the running back. Bad exchange. Ball is free. Oh, no. And it's scooped up by Carroll. They're going to take it into the end zone and score. 25-yarder, I think. Touchdown for the Carroll Chargers. The scoop and score on a bad handoff exchange. And now we just have to figure out who it was that actually picked it up and took it into the house. Not sure I didn't hear the announcement. I thought, I think it's uh, Anderson, but I I, want to confirm it first, so. It is now a 51-10 game. And we'll check Lopez's leg because he's on to try another extra point. (laughs) He's got a field goal in this game, and now he tries to go 7-for-7 on extra points. Cooper Rudolph is the one who holds for him. That was 36 for Carroll that scored at Julian. Julian Ritterheim, 6'4", 205 linebacker. Extra point is up and good. A 52-10 game. The Carroll Chargers over the Homestead Spartans. And I know, Shannon, we'll keep it here for this one, but the question is always asked. Is this a 6'8 team that could cause damage, make some waves? In the tourney trail. And, uh, you know, right now the way Carroll is clicking offensively, defensively, as I said this morning on the Caleb and Kenny program, cautiously optimistic. I don't think it's the greatest year for Indianapolis football among the teams that would come into the north. You've got an undefeated Hamilton Southeastern squad. You've got an undefeated Crown Point team. And you've got a tough sectional. Yeah. Well, they, but uh, but I think this Carroll team is perhaps as good as any of them. I mean, when you look at the three levels of their defense, they are talented. They may be undersized at the line of scrimmage, but they make up for it in some quickness and just some some real guys that go to work each day. And then uh, the linebackers, of course, we've raved about all oh, yeah. year. And then in the secondary, you got guys like Steely and Valdez. I mean, it, not a lot of holes in that defense. No, and I think the biggest difference from this team that lost to Westfield last year in the playoffs is the defensive improvement as a whole because they're very stout. Well, they've balanced out the offense, too, yep. with a little bit of a running game now with Nate yes. Starks, the sophomore. And, well, I don't think Valdez kicked that because it came down at about the 15-yard yeah, line. Yeah, it wasn't Lopez. Nope, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, what, Lopez, yeah. Lopez not kicking. They're going to save his leg. They don't want to wear him out. Yeah. And they, so it's returned out to about the 27-yard line. So they get so, seven more yards than they're accustomed to. <laughs> yeah. Four and a half minutes. Clock continues to run. It's a running clock with a 52-10 to 10. Carroll lead over the Homestead Spartans. Coming up after the game, join us at the Coventry Pizza Hut. I certainly hope a lot of these fans come out to warm up at the Coventry Pizza Hut. Enjoy some pizza, maybe pasta. Oh, yeah. you, They've got great pasta dishes. I, I get those at least once a week. I order from my neighborhood hometown pizza restaurant. I get the chicken Alfredo pasta. Uh-oh. Here's a march off against Carroll. It's a 15-yard penalty. They bring it all the way out to the 43-yard line. So it's first and 10 for Homestead with even better field position at their own 43. From the right hash, 
Yenser now in a quarterback. High snap, but he handles it. Hands it to the running back, and that is going to be a loss. They'll wrap him up, throw him down on his backside. And, uh, you know, he's Ritterheim's having a day. He's come into the game, got a scoop and score a touchdown, and that time he got in the backfield and made the tackle. Yeah, and the other kid up there is uh, uh, Cameron Lentz. He's only 6'3", 205, junior. My goodness, what, what are they feeding these kids out there in <laughs> northwest Allen County? Second down and 10. It's actually a loss of about a yard, so we'll call it second and 11 at the 42. Handoff up the middle, looking for a hole. Went off, it takes it out to the 47, five-yard gain. And... Uh, number check because it looks like it's number 33 who's entered the game and that is Sam Stewart. Well, he's it's not 33. What number is 35 maybe? Yeah, I Jake Thrash, 36. Yeah. Thrash is a backup running back. 5'9", 155. He's a sophomore. Basically third string because you've got Brett Fox, Cam Johnson, majority of the duties. Here's Thrash. Nice hole up the middle. He's across the 50, inside the 45. The ball squirts free, but they say he was down at the 43 of Carroll. And the clock down to 212 and running. That's a nice game by Thrash right up the middle of the field. Showed his quickness. He's not a big guy either. Yeah. 5'9", 155. He's, he's in that same neighborhood as Starks of Carroll. You know, uh, Carroll kind of reminds me of some of those Snyder teams with the exception of the balance that they have on offense. Good, solid defense. Handoff. Again, Thrash takes it to the right, sticks the foot on the ground, tries to cut up off tackle, but that's a mistake. He runs right into the defense and will lose two yards at the 45-yard line. That'll make it second down and 12 for the Spartans with a minute and a half left, and the clock keeps running. You know, his OC, I think, is Andy Papaginis, if I'm correct about that, but he's done a heck of a job with his play calling this year as well. I mean, he's, you know, right times on some of the plays that he's called, and like you said, <laughs> we didn't expect Starks to come out there and throw it down the field when <laughs> Sullivan can't had to come out that one play. Yeah, he had an emergency replacement at quarterback, and he comes out and throws a bomb down the sideline. Oh. And again, a bad exchange between Yenser and Thrash. It drops to the turf in the backfield, but it looks like Thrash was able to jump on it. 46 seconds, one more play ahead of us before we take the... Dart over to the Coventry Pizza Hut for the Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show where Adam Lundy is standing by. So this will be it. Final play coming. It'll be a shotgun snap for Yenser. And he'll give it to Thrash right up the middle of the field. Nice uh, hole at the line of scrimmage, and Thrash will take it inside the 40 to the 38. So about a seven-yard pickup by Thrash, but that's going to count us down to zeros on the scoreboard. And in a rivalry week game here at Homestead, it's the Carroll Chargers who flex their muscles against their crosstown rivals 
and Carroll improves to 7-0 and on the season, handing Homestead their fourth consecutive loss and dropping the Spartans to 3-4 and on the campaign as the Carroll Chargers come out to Dave Walters Stadium and defeat Homestead by a final score of 52-10. to Well, Shanna Griffith is standing by to bring you all of the scoring. Going to be kind of one-sided once we get through the first <laughs> quarter, but there's plenty of it to talk about. And, uh, and we'll, of course, have analysis of this one and scores of other games coming up with the Indiana Physical Therapy Postgame Show live from your Coventry Pizza Hut. Stop out and join us. Why don't you? We'll be out there until 11 o'clock. Great pizza, pasta, and wings, plus the salad bar. It's at the Coventry Pizza Hut right at uh, Highway 24, Jefferson Boulevard, and I-69. Again, our final score here at Dave Walters Stadium. Carroll, 52. Homestead, 10. This is the high school football game of the week. Postgame show starts next on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.